think that Klaatu in general is just a bad figure, though. I mean... Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast, hosted by Sky Payne, Fudd, and Steven B. Danley. Jump aboard the skiff with Sky and Steve as we contemplate the background character so good, he got two outfits. Familiar face Ron joins to talk about technical renderings before OG space freak Beanie Wilkins talks about his collection. Then we jump across the pond to the east of England with Andrew Plant to talk about a sad childhood memory converted into a happy collection. All this on an episode so good it took two months to record on the 113th Kivecast. Wampa Wampa! Welcome to Kivecast 113? 113. Yeah. I tell you, Steve, I just found the best way to start our podcast. <laughs> I, I just spent an hour talking to David Quinn for his podcast, yeah. and uh, and he is definitely a great cheerleader. He's uh, He reminded me of a lot of great moments from our past and talked about how our shows helped him, and he's always very complimentary. So I'm all about this show, Steve. Yeah, you just had the... The, like the Tommy Lasorda pep talk before coming into <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so here I am to talk about that thing that everybody cares about, Klaatu Skiff. <laughs> I tell you, David's such a positive guy. He was like, "Oh, I love Klaatu Skiff," and so I, I had to just take a second and ask him, "What could you possibly love about Klaatu Skiff?" Uh, he said that he likes that it's a secondary character with a second figure. Yeah, and, and that yeah. definitely. I think that's the positive spin. Instead of being a bitter Chewbacca collector who says, how come Chewbacca only got one figure? You know, you, you, you yeah. just say, okay, Klaatu got two. That, that's yeah. fine. His exactly. shine, this is what I say to the kids all the time, by the way, when one of them does well and I compliment them. Okay. Their shine doesn't make you any duller. <laughs> so that's, you can use that uh, when, uh, you know, when Ellie gets, gets a little bit older. I like that. Yeah, and it's uh, you hit on exactly something like one of the big points for Klaatu skip for me is like I he's the only, you know, like non-main character given the the outfit designation. You know, he's outfit. treated like a You're treated right. like a main a main character, you Wait, know? Is, like, does it say outfit or does it say I'm, costume? I think it it says outfit, skiff guard outfit. It yeah. does. In skiff guard outfit. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a trip. I mean, yeah, no, no, just one Chewbacca, one, one Vader, one Obi Wan, two Klaatus. <laughs> I mean, I think we've been making this joke for the eleven years that we've done the show. Pro- probably yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's it it's good. It's it's also it's March thirty first when we record this. So listen, we've been doing the episode the shows for eleven years. I believe we have done over twelve episodes a year. Now, yeah. we haven't always done one episode a month, but still, I want to do another episode uh, in April. Um, hopefully, maybe maybe one, you know, where we, we'll get some more people on. Um, I think the, the international con in, in Tennessee is happening. Maybe we'll have Havens on. If, you know, if we, get the, if we get done before then, he can talk about that a little bit. You know, like, we'll, we'll do an April episode. But, yeah, you know, yeah. we're just, I don't know what happened to March, Steve, but... It disappeared off the face of the earth. I don't know, but hey, we're we're still recording on on March thirty first, so yeah. I think that that counts. Right? I yeah. I believe the only thing we can say is market eight, dude. We <laughs> we 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 made it. <clears throat> Sorry, is there too much uh, ambient noise there? I think we just started running the dishwasher. Uh, I can only hear it when you're not talking. Okay, <laughs> which is which is good because I'm always talking. 
<laughs> it is so weird when I'm on another podcast because I just I can't turn off host mode. It's like, ah, okay. Uh, all right. So here is my Skyku for Klaatu and Skiffguard outfit. Beady eyes, cold stare. Hands on hips, he guards the skiffs in long underwear. <laughs> Catchy Klaatu. Now, yeah. I've yeah. never had a rhyming Sky Coup before, that, Steve. That's, that's groundbreaking, yeah. But yeah. It, it happened to be the best, because we're going to be talking to Ron Ari, Ron Ron Salvatore later as well who came up with yes. the idea that, that he's actually in Long John's. Yes. Um, but I've always called Long John's Long Underwear. So just yeah. beady okay. eyes, cold stare, hands on hips, gar he guards the skiffs in Long Underwear. It was just too funny of a, like, I think yeah. that might actually be just a good poem. It's not much of a, a sky coup. Right, um, yeah, yeah. No, but you're, that, that branches into just, like, yeah, pure pure poetry, standard comedy a whole a whole mix there that's but, good but he definitely like has the most beady eyes of <laughs> of any uh and and the, he looks like one of those like he looks like a little dog right he looks like a little like yeah like a like one of those like little tiny dogs like a small poodle i want to say like the little beady <laughs> eyes and the yeah no you're right but he's de he definitely has the the like toy poodle eyes <laughs> uh that's man that's what that should have been our our woof character when we did the the card back we should we did <laughs> didn't we? we we did but it wasn't a it wasn't one of those beady-eyed little dogs i think it was a, a boston terrier or something like that but um but yeah that's funny you mentioned that <laughs> wow steve we're, we're really cooking along here this yes. I, I was saying this on david's podcast uh you having a, a bedtime for Ellie is probably good for our show. It, I think it is. Yeah. It, it keeps us kind of cooking along because we don't really need to go all gargan largan. I mean, sure, the baseball season starts tomorrow. Sure, <laughs> right now we're technically tied in the fantasy baseball league. It's the only time, the only time the in the whole time. season. The only time that'll be the case. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, all I, right. I do. I do see some behind the Steve stuff on here. I don't know what any of it means. Steve, let's go. Steve. So okay. What what well, is the behind the Steve, Steve? <laughs> uh, so the the one kind of fun story about Klaatu Skiff is that uh, the character was played by Billy D. Williams' son, Corey D. Williams. Um, really? And not not necessarily initially by design. Um, and <laughs> the the main thing about this is that so when they were shooting all the stuff in the desert, uh, they needed they needed a stand-in for Lando, so Billy D recruited his son, convinced him to take the job, basically just being his stand-in. So he does, he does, you know, I think he even does a couple of stunts in, in Lando's skiff outfit, but um, he, that was the initial thing. But I think we talked about this back back on the, the Lando skiff episodes, that so many of the stunt guys were getting injured all the time that they, they just needed someone to play Klaatu skiff and ended up being Corey D. Williams just because they needed... They needed a guy in the suit. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. And the, the funny thing, too, is I, I think one of the main ways they got him to go out there, at least his dad convinced him, was that he was in a band at the time. Um, and so he got his friend, uh, I think his name is Stephen Constantino. He said, you guys can come out. You can stay with the crew. And, and when we're not shooting, you guys can just jam, record, do whatever you want. So they brought all their equipment out there, and they were they were having jam sessions in between shooting the skip scenes. 
and and then his friend ended up playing one of the Gamorrean guards. So there's a great picture of them together. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's just one of those weird, weird stories that uh, I, I I don't know. I just found it really funny. And uh, and now of course both of them I think you know they they've kind of got some some recognition and, and fame obviously and and they they go to the conventions and they sign as these two characters i'm, I'm pretty sure they're they're going to be at the the ic convention as well um, really just yeah cordy yeah. williams will be yes i, I think wow. so i thought i saw that advertised um so here's a wild yeah, thing do you know when cordy williams was born i i don't i don't 1960 Whoa! Isn't it really? weird that Lando's kid was born in 1960? That just does not make sense to me. No way! Like, That's crazy. Like, it would have made more sense to me if you said 1987. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's wild. I, I wouldn't have thought. That's 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 crazy. Okay, so I would say that is another point in favor of of Klaatu Skiff, right? Like, let, yeah. like we, we always do this with these minor characters. What are the points yeah. for? Because the points against are clear. It's a stupid figure and everyone hates it. But what are the points for? Definitely the fact that it's a secondary character who, who doesn't deserve a card, who gets one. Yeah. And, yeah, it's played by one of the main actor's kids, you know? I mean, yeah. that's pretty exciting. I mean, we're if, yeah. if, if Mark Hamill's kid was, you know in a movie we'd care about that so yeah that's that's very yeah. cool yeah and it's it's funny i mean i think you know you don't see him on screen very much but you know and a lot of the photos of him kind of fighting with luke i mean that's him that's it's it's cory d so <laughs> waving, so waving the staff around so the guy running into the skiff that's cory d williams i'm pretty sure that's cory d williams yeah and the guy on the card back is that cory d williams yep yep wow yeah crazy right yeah i just didn't i just did not know this yeah. weird wacky stuff huh yeah um so yeah I, that's definitely a point in his favor we'll, we'll get to some some others that are maybe maybe not but uh I, <laughs> yeah no so Klaatu's skiff doesn't have the weird skirt no no skirt just uh, just long johns <laughs> well that makes him way cooler I hate originals Klaatu. long live Klaatu like skiff you don't like the puff, you don't like the puff i hate skirt. all soft goods I hate them all. There's no such thing as a good soft good on any figure. They basically ruin Luke Jedi. I mean, okay, uh, it's stupid. I didn't like it as a kid. I don't like it as an adult. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is very clear that Klaatu yeah. uh, Skiff is a much better figure. Well, he's got a whole different headpiece. These are two very different figures, aren't they? Very, very different. Yeah, the, the face is pretty much the only thing that kind of ties them together. But otherwise, totally different sculpts, totally different outfits, designs. Like, I... I I tend to, I kind of wonder, like, if, if maybe one was in the running earlier on, and then, like, oh, this other one looks kind of cool, and then, you know, they just ended up flip-flopping and, and producing both, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Sure. All right, yeah, let's, let's, let's call Ron. <laughs> Cold call. Okay, well, we're, we're, we got a hold of Ron, R.A. Ron, Ron Salvatore, which, uh, we called him 20 minutes early, so he's not quite prepared for the show, but we'll have to... Ron, are you doing okay over there? Uh, I have to go to sleep, but that's okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people think that life is just a series of being asleep and then waking up and having to talk about Klaatu Skiff. That's, uh... That, that, <laughs> that's an old... Well, he is in his pajamas, so I guess he qualifies <laughs> as a sleep figure. That's true, yeah. 
<laughs> now, where do you stand? What do you think is a better figure, Klaatu or Klaatu Skiff? Oh, man. Hard questions. Wake you up, Ben. You don't start with um, the head. I think that Klaatu in general is just a bad figure, no? I mean, when I was a kid, like, Klaatu <laughs> was like the down-market Camorian guard. Like, it's like... <laughs> If Camorian Guard was not on the pegs, like you could buy a Clat two and sort of feel like I, you got the other green guy, but it's like not the same as having a Camorian Guard. And then they, I do remember when they released the Skiff one, being like, uh, even as a kid, sort of confused that there was another Clat two. <laughs> like of all figures, like there's another, another, he's just another outfit. Like what, what is this? Like why do I have to buy another Clat two? Um, I think the Skiff one kind of looks cooler, but. I think the first one is better in the sense that it's got like a soft goods piece and all that. So I don't know. Well, I've decided I'm against soft goods. I, I am liking the Klaatu skiff because it looks a little bit like he looks a little bit like Sonny Corleone when he takes his jacket off and he has the suspenders and the vest on, you know, and he's got like the gun. Like he has a little bit of that Sonny Corleone vibe going. You know what uh, I mean? That is like stretching it to the nth degree, man. <laughs> God, Klaatu Skift is Sonny Corleone. He doesn't even have suspenders, and yet you're trying to pretend that he has suspenders. They're kind of suspenderish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look what they've done to my droids. <laughs> yes, I, I, I was going like to ask aliens. you, in, in all of your vast knowledge of the some of the thought process behind anything, you never drummed up anything or talked to any Kenner person who's able to shine any light? I don't know if I've ever really came up, but they wouldn't remember anyway. But, I mean, I would assume, I think, the aliens were, like, a selling point. Like, Kenner always liked to release those alien figures, so I guess they're trying to figure out. I mean, they released Yak Face after that, right? And he shows up for, like, 1.3 seconds, if yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but at least it's unique. Klaatu's, like, just a repeat. <laughs> you know, I, I, as a kid, too, I always thought, like, Nick 2 is just the same guy as Weequay because he's red or orange or whatever that is. Like there's two, there's like the green aliens, <laughs> Gamorian Guard, Klaatu, and then the the red aliens, which is Weequay, Nick Two. I don't know. I just I, I, plus I think Klaatu Skiff came with the Jabba Dungeon, right? So yeah, uh, I think they were trying to release more Jabba figures because that was one of their focuses. Like there was a Jabba playset. Uh, the, the Tatooine skiff was on the horizon, so I think part of the idea is to release figures that tie into these other products. Um, but it seems like they could have come up. There's got to be some other alien somewhere that they could have made, <laughs> other, rather than a repeat of Klaatu. <laughs> Dress, but the the first thing um, that we were going to talk about was this. It's an unpainted Dynacast hard copy. Um, and I, the reason I, I immediately thought of you, Ron, was that I think... I think Mike Mensinger had posted that he'd, he'd completed this piece. For a long time, the head was missing, I think, oh, or in yeah. another collection, and then they were brought together. And, and this is where I think you, you first described him as Klaatu in Long John's. <laughs> so that that's kind of... <laughs> that's the, the premise of the whole thing. But I guess, yeah, I don't know if there, there's much to say, maybe technically about the hard copy, but I figured um, if anyone could, could briefly summarize it, it'd um... probably be you. Yeah, I mean, hard copies are great pieces. Obviously, it's kind of the the um the real prototype, so to speak. You know, it's like there's a sculpt, and then the sculpt 
uh, is used to make a silicon mold, and then the hard copy is poured out of that silicon mold by hand in a urethane material. And they typically use those to make the production tooling, and then also they'd usually, you know, some of them would be painted up to use as paint masters or models for photos and whatnot. So there's not many of them out there. I think for Klaatu Skiff, that's one of the figures where there's maybe – like Prune Face is another one. There's several out there, complete, mm-hmm. unpainted. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's just the luck of the draw, like on what ended up – like for whatever reason, somebody in some somebody's drawer or whatever, those got saved and – Mm-hmm. You know, you just get lucky. Um, but I, I have one. I think Todd Chamberlain might have a complete one. Obviously, as you mentioned, Mike has a complete one. And that's a lot right there. That's three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there may be maybe another one. I don't know. And, um, and it's just a great piece. I think that might be one of the first complete hard copies I got, uh, probably from a sculptor. I think I got it complete, you know, so I had all the pieces at mm-hmm. the time. And, you know, Dynacast was what was typically used in that period for hard copies. It's like a green urethane material. It's a little bit like ceramic when you touch it. Uh, and, you know, just, just a really nice piece. I, I mean, obviously, sculpts are probably at the, the, the top of the hierarchy for figure prototypes, but hard copies are, you know, right behind that. And it's just, you don't see them for sale and they don't exchange hands. I think was it Vectus auction three or so a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago? Right. Those are the ones from the U- the UK. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, I actually ended up with, with at least one of those. Um, but um, How are you still <laughs> buying hard copies, Ron? Don't you have them all? Um, <laughs> I got a, I did a trade a while back and I ended up with the Bib Fortuna uh, from that deal. Uh, but, um, that was probably the only time that I can remember. Maybe I'm missing something, but I only remember that in recent memory that they've been publicly available. Yeah. And I think the prices were, was it Emperor's Royal Guard, Arise, maybe? Was it Arise? Emperor's Royal Guard, Logray, and Bib Fortuna? That sounds right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think the Bib went for like 60 grand, maybe, and the Emperor's Royal Guard went for 55, something like that, but... A lot of money, right? That's a lot of money for an item. Um, so you just don't see them. And I I think that it's a weird thing. It's prototypes in general. It's a weird thing that I think people like me or maybe like Brock Walker is aware of what those things are worth and what they are. But because they're so scarce and they just come up so infrequently, I think there's a lot of collectors that don't even, they don't understand it and it's, They'd rather have a proof card or a first shot because they understand that sort of, but the prototype, the the hard copies are just kind of in this more obscure niche where there's like people sort of get that they're really good, but then it's like there's only a few people it seems like that really understand what they are and that it should be worth a lot of money. So I, I almost feel like they should be worth more than they are, but there's just not, they don't have a kind of market um, absorption or a market awareness that makes them more valuable than they, as valuable as they should be. Again. Yeah. Well, I bet if you put up a couple for sale, Ron, that would change. You know. Yeah. I, think... yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of not worth it because it, it's just I don't feel like the prices are are there. It, there's, I mean, it's just the 
Star Wars market and I guess the toy market in general is just really weird. It's almost like you need to have a certain level of commonness, for lack of a better word, before there's any real, like, market value where people are like, okay, yeah, I'm going to throw this amount of money at it. If you throw (laughs) up a really great item that's, like, people just – it's outside of their awareness, you don't get the same amount of interest. So you're almost, like, pitching it to a very small group. Right. Uh, Which is kind of a weird – Catch yeah. situation. Well, speaking of weird and rare and pre-production, <laughs> I have a question, Ron, about this item. I don't know. So you have a lot of write-ups on the archive, and do you know the first three words of your write-up on the uh, internal first shot on the archive, Ron? Uh, no. You just wrote, "Cool, cool, cool." Uh, <laughs> Why? Well, well, why did you write "cool, cool, cool"? What's the idea, Ron? Um, well, probably because at the time, quote, internal first shot, unquote, was a new thing that nobody would ever really heard about. And uh, I kind of thought that we got rid of most of the examples of the internal first shot on the archive, because <laughs> it's really not a good term. Right. Um, yeah. but see see our episode with, with, uh, with Ben. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <Benchino>. well, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's, yeah, it's just, it's not... It's not ideal. I don't think we had known that those things were called internally, like, proto-molded figures at the time. Right. So it was like, what do we call these? And it's like, first shot because it's injection molded, but internal because it was never meant. It's just, like, totally made inside Kenner where there's no outside vendors. So I guess that right. was the meaning of it. But yeah. There's really no first. The first is a misnomer because it's not. Like, you call a first shot a first shot because it's, like, the first shot out of the production mold for a proto-molded figure that doesn't really hold true, right? Yeah. So it's it doesn't really make sense. But that people still use that term because it was on the archive. Um, so I kind of kicked myself for that one. But uh, as the person who's probably invented more terms, both good and bad, than anybody – I guess that's one of the bad ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's some. It's like, oh yeah, like uh, I hear people throwing these terms around. I was like, I know I was the first one to use that, or I came up with that. And I was like, that's a pretty good one. And then other ones are like, oh man, that's a bad one. Probably should never have used that. Cause people are still using it years later. <laughs> uh, I, I remember when you invented Troopy. I thought that was really funny. But <laughs> Troopy, yeah, no, I didn't invent Troopy. I can't take can't take uh, credit for that one. But yeah, internal first shot's pretty bad. The proto mold is is pretty correct. You know that's. Those things were made out of, um, I think aluminum is usually, I've heard other materials too, but aluminum is one of the materials, and it's kind of like, you know, just to get to a point where Kenner could make a bunch of samples really quickly with injection molding, and internally at Kenner, rather than like out you know, shopping it out to some other vendor, uh, and so that's kind of what that clatu and that write-up you're talking about is, you know, they would shoot those out and paint them up, and then they could use them for you know paint masters or photo samples or whatever um and and without them having to worry about a hard copy i mean it's kind of a pain in the butt to make a hard copy out of urethane to be honest so 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 if if klaatu is the budget gamorian guard and then a proto mold (laughs) is a budget hard copy this is basically a budget budget gamorian guard hard copy (laughs) yeah sort of (laughs) um and there's at least Two proto molded Clatu skiffs because I had one, and then Todd Chamberlain had one. I think maybe, I think Todd may have sold it. Um, I think a friend of ours may have bought that from Todd. But um, 
yeah, so there's a couple of those, but it's just there're not many around and again, I I don't know what the value is, but it just seems like in the as far as just a figure prototype goes, like a a nice proto-molded figure is a really sweet piece, right? I mean, that's like Yeah, it, it looks I'd really value nice. It almost, and, yeah. Yeah, I'd value it about as much as a painted hard copy. I mean, maybe a little bit different, but it's the same use, so it's like and the same, the rarity is about similar, so it's just a really yeah. great piece. So even though it's a lame Klaatu in pajamas, I was going to say like the the aesthetics of both of these, I think they help Klaatu skip a lot <laughs> when you compare them to a production figure. I mean, with the unpainted uh, hard copy, you see all the the great detail and all that, and then something about yeah. the painted proto mold just it just presents better than the 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 yeah, final in thing. In person, they look really good um, too. So yeah, uh, just nice you know i just fortunate to have both um you know the sculpt is out there too uh so that that's a really obviously a one-of-a-kind piece um yeah but with Quatsu skiff you're fortunate i guess where there's at least three complete hard copies and two proto molded figures um mm-hmm. yeah which is nice and yeah even though the figure is kind of lame i mean the 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 lameness is kind of irrelevant when you get to that level of a prototype. Yeah. So now, like, now yeah. do, do you think there's a possibility that the reason they weren't, that the reason that they still exist is because no one took them home? Not just that they weren't destroyed, but that like, if there was a cooler character, people would have taken them? It could be. I mean, it's just hard to, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, I think that, it's like a peg warmer at Kenner. You know, if it's a really awesome, <laughs> You know, really awesome figure is more likely that some Kenner guy is going to pocket it and take it home. But maybe you're right because the, the most common parts hard copy from that period that I can remember seeing is Prune Face. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's the lamest figure, right? <laughs> that, that's, um, there is a logic to that. Oh, yeah. I think oh, I think maybe. they are peg warmers at Kenner. I think that's it. But when <laughs> we say no one took them home, I mean that's kind of wrong because actually the reason they survived is because someone did take them home, right? So right. they were found with with employees who took them home. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I mean, I have some paperwork, like receipts and stuff, from the vendors Kenner used to make hard copies, and you know that they made like five or six. They ordered five or six from this vendor, and it's like those aren't anywhere to be found. So, what happened to them? I think it's the luck of a, the draw in a lot of cases, or you know, it maybe for some reason more were made. I, it's just it's hard to really to peg why these things survived. Uh, you know, in the case of the, the Vectus auctions you mentioned earlier, those came from a guy in the UK who was allegedly sent them um, for tooling purposes. Um, so somebody sent them from Kenner to, to Palatoy because they were looking at making these tools for production figures, and this guy just happened to keep them all. And, you know, <laughs> years later, I mean, here they all are. Uh, you know, the Earth had a huge find years ago of hard copies, but those are pretty much all painted. So it's a completely different use case, you know. So I mean, those yeah. came from um, probably someone who had them because they were saved for photography or something, um, and they got saved. But the unpainted ones, a lot of those came up through model shop guys or sculptors, and I think they were just laying around in the, in yeah. the shop, you know. And it's yeah. just hard to say. So, and the pieces get all split up, so it's like that's why when Mike Mensinger he found the head years later. I mean, it's like. Imagine all that stuff in the Kenner model shop at one point, and then it got split up, you know, among five or six different people, you know, and it's like somebody's ended up with the arms, the heads, 
and you know not just hard copies but sculpts too sometimes right and right. just to put these things back together is sometimes a years long process even though like myself and some friends were the ones who found almost all that stuff it still got it was still found across a, like a period of several years and it got spread out and then it's hard to put it back together Dynacast uh, diaspora <laughs> we probably should have kept like every single part but it's like okay you buy all the stuff and it's like okay need to fund this purchase so you sell off okay here's a head and you sell it off on you know, Rasv or Rebel Scum, and then it's Order like you a year up. later, you buy stuff from another guy. Like, Damn, you shouldn't have sold that head. It's like, Dang. you know, who did I sell it to? Go back and find that guy because you know, now you find a hard copy that's just missing the head. You know, stuff like right. that happen all the time. Dynacast, yeah. bro. I like that, Steve. Right. I think that's pretty good. Well, well, Ron, I think your work is is cut out for you. You have to go and find every time you use the term internal first shot and change it to proto oh, mold. We need to swap It'll never it go out. Away. Well, no, proto-mold is much catchier. It makes a lot more sense. The uh, thing is, like, most people who are using the term, either proto-mold or internal first shot, still have no idea what they're talking about, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, okay, might as well be. It's like me talking about nuclear engineering. It's like, yeah, I can throw around all these words, the protons and neutrons and all this other stuff. But I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but <laughs> but uh, how, how many figures exist as proto-molds? Oh man, I have no well, idea. And Brock like, would be able to tell you as far as yeah. like Return of the Jedi goes because he's yeah. pursuing collections of them. But I mean, quite a few. I mean, it's more or less heavily weighted towards the Jedi and Power of the Force era. Yeah. Um, but I would bet. So we're talking about what close to a hundred figures total. I would bet it's like thirty to forty, thirty somewhere in mm -hmm. there. Okay. You might guess off the top of my head. There's some early like Star Wars era ones, and those are quite a bit different than the later ones. Um, and then there's like the whole confusion about what is because you yeah, that that goes back to the Ben Sheehan, you know, episode you guys did. I'm not even going to open that can of worms about what's a pro <laughs> proto mold. But <laughs> to my definition of what a proto mold is, it's like you know I would say thirty ish, thirty five. That's yeah. just off the top of my head. Right. Um, and it's still off the top of my head. I don't recall too many Empire, but there's once you get into the Jedi, they were doing that stuff pretty regularly. Uh, and so the, a lot of the Jedi figures are out there in proto molded form. Mm -hmm. Well, we are just here to torture you about questionable <clears throat> terminology, Ron. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you seemed pretty uncertain in your description of the technical rendering of the Klaatu skiff guard we weapon. As a matter of fact, your article begins with, I'm not sure exactly what I should call this item. So do you stand <laughs> oh, behind yeah. the title, Technical Rendering of Klaatu skiff guard Weapon, and what is a technical rendering? I guess I'd stand behind it. I don't know what you'd call it off the top of my head in Kenner terms. Maybe it's a turnaround, but it's for a weapon. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, it's basically a pencil drawing of the Klaatu weapon, right? Okay. Yeah. So it, it, I didn't realize, so you said this is a two-to-one scale, so is, is the actual drawing, it's really, it's not, not that big? I don't have it in front of me, but so, so it looks I think almost it's like a two-to-one, right? So, it's a drawing of, yeah, I mean, it's, of the weapon. Yeah. That would be sort of the what would go probably to the pattern maker to make the pattern, which was probably two-to-one, I okay. think. I don't, again, I don't have the, the write-up in front of me, but... Um, so that I mean the, the the actual implements like what two and a half inches. So I guess the drawing is probably five inches. Okay. 
Yeah, that helps. Probably um, or something. I mean, uh, but yeah, that probably would have gone to the, the pattern maker to know exactly how to, to to make this thing in in wood or whatever they made it out of, and then that would go to tooling to make a to, a tool, or you know, they'd make a hard copy out of it, or however they do that. But um, yeah, so I, technical rendering. I guess that's a decent enough term. I, that's probably yeah. not what they called it internally. Usually, if it's like a figure drawing like that, we call it a turnaround because it shows the figure from every angle. And I guess you'd probably maybe use the same term for the the weapon image. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's basically to give you every angle of it. So it's like all the measurements and whoever's making this thing in 3D is going to refer to that to know all the dimensions. That's pretty right. much what that is. Well, the the well, advantage of technical rendering is it doesn't get total eclipse of the heart stuck in my head. <laughs> so <laughs> turn around. It's <laughs> a great song, yeah. guy. It is. Stuck it, in your head. See, I mean, it's now, a, now it's just going to be tied forever to Klaatu's sketch from Sometimes you'd see those in blueprint form, like so they take that original and make like blueprints off of them, but that one is I think actually hand drawn, so okay. it's not really yeah. a blueprint. Well and the, the thing too about this, like it just kind of hits on that same thing that so much effort was put into this character that he, he has his own this is a unique weapon to Klaatu's skiff, so Yeah, I that's true. That's, I guess when they released odd. that weapon that was Yeah. Because they I mean, have he the, deserves the it. Axe, he is pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> They had the axe already that they'd used for for the other Klaatu and some of the other characters. And then they had that, that staff that Nikto and Yakface had. But to make one specifically for Klaatu Skiff, I thought was... Like, yeah, man, they really, you're right. They That's were all in only... on, on this. That didn't come with any other figure, right? So... No, I don't think so. So rusty on my loose figure, but yeah, that's unique to Klaatu's skiff. Um, it is pretty interesting. They did that. That's a significant cost to go into doing that. And, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. That. Okay. Well, there's another point for Klaatu's skiff that he got. Because <laughs> I don't know anything about accessories. I couldn't tell you if he had a vibro axe or that weird little probe that Akbar has. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> I used to be like a ninja on. I could name like. I could eyeball everything back in the old loose figure days, and now really? it's all yeah. it's all the it's all the past. Like everybody now is like, oh, this isn't a Han blaster. It's like the Hong Kong version with the knob on the hand. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Look at these things with microscopes and try to figure out. I, just like, I can't take it anymore. Um, yeah, it's just like a, a whole nother level of detail. I have no idea yeah. what I'm talking about anymore. But... And, and his weapon doesn't have a name, does it? I don't. Is it a staff? I don't oh, so. I'm sure it's if you staff? go to Wikipedia or something, there's got to be a name for that thing. I think on this on this drawing, they just say what do they say? They just say Klaatu weapon. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah, some some nerd has had to come up with some. It's like the uh, the electro booger staff or something. It's like <laughs> gotta be. There's gotta be some long like whole history of how he came to have that thing and what it does and how it interacts with the force and whatnot. <laughs> got to be no, somewhere. No, on Wikipedia it just that. says, cut the Nikto's weapon in half. Wait. <laughs> well, there's an opportunity that's been missed there by everybody from the Decipher card game to West End games to Wikipedia. Right. So. Well, you're, you're the great namer. On that. You're the great namer, Ron, so this is, this is, your, cho- this is your chance. Let, let's oh, see. I have no idea. I, I like Clat Two Skiff Weapon is what I would call it. <laughs> That's about weird. It's not even a weapon. It's trouble. just like a yeah. stick with like squares on it. Like what even that? What does that thing even do? Okay, we'll call it the waffle stick. There you go. Okay, a stick with squares weird. on it. It's a waffle stick. All right, good. Yeah. So Clat Two with waffle stick. <laughs> 
In skiff guard outfit. In, yes, in long johns. In long johns. Well, uh, <laughs> what, what else did we want Ron on here for? Was that was that it? Well, that, that was the main thing. I, I didn't know if 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 we wanted to to talk about. We were talking about crazy market things earlier, and and, and certain yeah. audiences going nuts for things, but we hadn't talked about. And this is something I'm I'm hoping because I I can never catch up with anything that you guys can explain to me is. Whatever the hell is going on with Topps cards? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I don't know. That's one of the weirdest things I've lived through in collecting. Like, it seems to me—is it my—is it my impression or am I wrong? But has it tapered off a little bit? Like, it seems like it spiked and then it maybe—it's still going because people are listing stuff, hoping to to sell something to some chump. But it's like it's still—it doesn't seem as hot as it, as it was. Right. Like so, so for ago. people in the future or yeah. in the past. Or, it, or me now. Yes. In <laughs> 2021, um, tops trading cards for Star Wars, the value has gone through the roof. Now, if you have been listening to this show, you know we have given tons of respect to cards. You know, yes. We had Jer- Gary Gerani yeah. on here. We came up with the way of memorizing which series came first. Blue, red, yellow, blue, red, yellow, blue, red, yellow, green, and orange. Nobody cared about our interview with Tops. <laughs> Nobody cared. And then we went and we had a whole thing with uh, John McElwain about Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread cards are now through the roof. I bought a set for, I think, 10 bucks or something like that. Those now go for a couple hundred. Like, <laughs> like, are you serious? Yeah. No, no, like, like, all right, people, you're being stupid. Yes. You're being stupid. Stop <laughs> buying stupid stuff. Yeah, the the well, Wonder Bread cards stuff, are stupid prices. Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing oh, is the items God. are actually like I would say that Star Wars cards are undervalued because they're very cool. But well, and they're one of those things that no matter how how big of a fan you ended up being as an adult, that's that's something that everyone remembers. Like my mom's like, oh, I found some of my old tops cards in a drawer. You know, like that that's like one of those things that everyone had and everyone remembers I bet, them. I bet the original blue series in particular of the top Star Wars is the most produced, overproduced, non-sports card ever made. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably accurate. Yeah. Um, just, they're everywhere. It's just like they're really common. But the, the most amazing thing is, and I should have seen this obscenity coming because a thing, <laughs> a thing, no, but a thing happened in comic book collecting where there was an issue of the Batman animated series comic book that featured Harley Quinn. And that comic book goes for hundreds of dollars because that is the first appearance of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, right. who is a character that was created for a TV show. So her first appearance cannot in any way be in a comic book. But people yeah, yeah, just yeah. want money. They, I mean, they just want to spend money. So they just, what's the first appearance? So they just believed this and they willed it into an existence. And so now they are saying that Topps card number one with Luke Skywalker as a stormtrooper is a Luke Skywalker rookie card. It is legitimately used <laughs> I, that's, in that's all of the eBay things. I mean, that is worse than internal first shot by yes. like quarters of magnitude. Luke, I saw that Luke Skywalker rookie card. I'm like, what? Who is this person? And how did I kick them? Yeah. Because, like, like, because how many Luke Skywalker cards that? were there in the first set? There are so many, and it oh. it debases the concept of a rookie card. It debases the yeah. concept of Luke Skywalker. It right. But this is the problem, and maybe you guys aren't like this. I get it. Like. I, I saw a mint condition Luke Skywalker number one, and part of me 
was like, oh, look at that Luke Skywalker rookie card. Like, like my brain, I'm never going to buy it. It awakened something. I, 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 I sort of get it. And then that's why people go crazy for the Wonder Bread because they're going, no, wait a minute. Wonder Bread cards came out before Topps cards. So the real Luke Skywalker <laughs> Burger rookie. King cards too, you know. I mean, you should buy some of the Burger King action before you miss out. So the oh real God. Luke Skywalker rookie card is Wouldn't the it be the Chaken poster from 76? <laughs> That's not a card. Don't be stupid, Steve. But, I know, but but you're ta- but you're talking about a first appearances thing, you know, like that that like with the Harley. I just I don't know. It's all silly to me. I mean, it's just like some kind of boom going on in in collectibles right now as yeah. far as like trading cards and NFTs and all these things or it's like I don't know if it's related to I've heard it compared to inflation on some things or people are people are having a madness to invest in something right now so they're trying to get their money into like these collectible things and it we've seen a boom in sports cards some of which are actually rare right so it's like okay yeah this uh LeBron James card that there's only four of sold for a million dollars. Like, okay, I think that's dumb, but at least there's only four of them. Right. But then there's like this like halo effect where it's like all of a sudden it like jumped to non-sports, and then I think people were like, well, what's the best non-sports card? Star Wars. Everything Star Wars is worth money. <laughs> so now people are paying hundreds for these things, but it's like, oh my gosh, they're they're so common. Like you have no idea how common these things are. Yeah. Um, so it just I don't know. I mean, what usually happens is for the common collectible assets like that is that the grade ends up being based on the gr- I mean, the value ends up being based on the grade, right? Right. Like the card right. is so common, so only the ones that are like rated tens by like a third-party grading agency actually have value. Um, but I don't think that many Star Wars cards have been graded, so you haven't gotten there yet. So people are just kind of throwing money at these non-graded examples. I mean, I saw one that was like not even mint it was like had fuzzy corners <laughs> it's like hundreds of dollars i not <laughs> believe it like what I, are you thinking i have no yeah. idea what you're thinking it's the, the on the whole condition thing too I, I think it i think todd chamberlain maybe made a comment on this somewhere it's something i hadn't thought about but i guess for people would usually store these stacked with rubber bands or whatever and the loop yeah. number one was always the top card on the on the stack so just yeah. by the by the matter of the way people did yeah. this they are tougher to find in good shape, which I thought that was. Yeah, kind of I think funny, that's but, true. But, it's but like, still, it's but not. But seriously, like, yeah, I hate to give advice to people who want to be stupid, but <laughs> if you want to be stupid and spend a lot of money on a Star Wars Luke, quote unquote Luke rookie card, like, go buy a graded one that's like a graded ten. You know, just spend the extra money and buy that because that three years from now that might still be worth something. But the the C seven. Luke rookie card is not going to be worth jack. It's just I don't. It's too common. I don't. There's no way. It's just, so it's so just, the, you're being stupid. The other thing that's like I'm now starting to get weird because it's starting to feel like anything that I used to think couldn't possibly be collectible maybe is. Like, <laughs> are we going to turn around and like a red card POTF two Darth Vader is going to sell for fifty bucks? And we're going to go, wait, what? Yeah, I don't know. Wait, what? Like, I haven't all... seen the Mania. I, I mean, I haven't seen the Mania hit toys. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously toys have been worth money for a while. But for whatever reason, like over the last few months, there's been like a Mania that hit trading cards. And I think yeah. that that's spilling over into non-sport and stores. But but I haven't, what, when that happens, if it ever happens to toys, I don't, maybe it does. I don't know. But I haven't seen that yet. Um, it's mostly been... 
cards have been the big thing. There's been like news stories in like the Wall Street Journal and whatnot about cards just exploding. But like we've uh, all been through this, other... right? I mean, Steve hasn't because yeah. he was born in the late '90s. But like, <laughs> I mean, Ron, I think you and I, I mean, you collected baseball cards too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I collected huge, I did. and like, I hey, hey, if if you're looking for a complete set of 1988 score. I have got you set. I have so many yeah. sets of eighty. Yeah, but in the, in the sports world, though, none of that I don't think is really doing anything, right? It's like no, it, it it's is. Just... It's all it, like like good condition, like Will Clark rookie cards are still somehow. Yeah, but okay, so they yeah, like rated tens, like yeah, but they have to be graded like tens or whatever. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but in Star Wars, we're, what we're seeing is people paying hundreds for stuff that's not graded. That's my like. That's what I'm saying. Like it. It's spilled over into non-sports, but it's in a lot of these areas that there haven't been a lot of grading. So people are just throwing their money at things, and I'm just like, it's not going to last. It can't last because these things are super common. Um, so it's just kind of crazy. But I think people are, are thinking that this is the next thing. Like, it's exploded in sports, so it's coming into non-sports. But yeah, maybe, but, you know, the smart person is going to try to hoard super high-grade examples and get them graded, right? Those might retain their value. The, the C7 Luke card that you're buying is not going to – I can't imagine that's going to retain any sort of value. It just doesn't make any sense. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, well, yeah, I think you're right, though. It's like, yeah, the the graded the, – the whole graded thing adds, like, another layer, like, where it's like, okay, you have a common item, but now – but the 10s aren't – like, the PSA 10s are not common, right? So those are worth money, but everything else is trash. Um that's kind of how it works, or at least my experience with with a lot of those sports cards, unless they're like these really rare issue things that that's in a whole different ballpark. Um, but yeah, I, I know sneakers and stuff. Sneakers have been huge for a while, but I think that's yeah. still going strong. Yeah. But I haven't seen toys. Like, it feels to me like toys are down compared to like three years ago. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's the next thing. I think some rapper out there to start publicizing like his. Toy biz figures from the '90s, and all of a sudden those yeah. things will just go through the roof. No, it has to be a YouTuber. Like Ra- rappers are demo day. It's gonna. It has to be a YouTuber because that's <laughs> a lot of the card stuff is actually driven by YouTubers who are nostalgic about Pokemon. Because that's so much of it is that like because the what's funny is like three years ago I was like, you know what I should do? I should go on eBay and buy the most expensive uh, Pokemon card I can. And I also said I should also buy a Jackie Robinson rookie card. And I didn't, and both like both those items have like quintupled since since I, you <laughs> yeah. know, because it just seemed to me like oh, well, I should probably buy some Pokemon cards. Oh well. Yeah, all these people and NFTs is gonna suck the wind out of everything. Everyone's just gonna be throwing their money at these non fungible tokens of Pokemon and whatnot, and you know, <laughs> nothing will be nothing in the real world will be worth anything anymore. We'll still like have your, our Klaatu scoots. Yeah. Your Van Gogh will be sitting in a corner and someone will be buying like an NFT sunflower <laughs> and that'll be worth $6 million because you can use it in your video game on whatever you're playing. Yeah, Ron's just sitting there. I, it's a proto-mold. It's a proto-mold. All right, old man. He's a proto-mold. <laughs> He's just been saying that for weeks. He does have the internal first shot NFTs. That's where it <laughs> yeah. really is at. That's, those things are worth big time money, man. Uh, going for those but yeah it's crazy and it's just for someone who's been in the hobby a long time it's like i i seriously like somebody i don't know who it was i hate to 
the shit on. I say shit. I'm gonna say it again. That somebody that's the shit on somebody's gift. But someone sent me a bunch of tops cards just in like some kind of care package a while back, and I was like, I just chucked them. I'm like, I don't know. That's a nice thought. I was like, I have a million of these things. I think I just threw them away. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with these cards. They're not worth anything. Um, wow. And the, to see all of a sudden people actually buying them, you're just like, what the heck? Are people paying money for these? Like, they, they've been worth nothing forever. It's just like, you could just pad your packages with those things, and now all of a sudden people are paying money for them. Um, it's phenomenal. When I say money, I mean hundreds of dollars, too. I don't mean like, oh, I paid a dollar. I mean, that's like actual money. Yeah. But it's just uh, flabbergasting. It seemed like it happened yeah. overnight. Like, all of a sudden, just. You wake up one morning, and I saw like on Deal or No Deal, there's like three or four times I see this loot card, and it's like $100, $200. Like, what are people thinking? What is happening? You just want to reach out and be like, stop, stop. This is crazy. But, uh, well, what are you gonna do? We, that was enough non Clatu for me, Steve. We need to get back to Clatu <laughs> Skiff. We're going to be talking to, yeah. to Chris Wilkins because uh, he's the. He is a Klaatu Skiff guy. There is another Klaatu Skiff guy, but he's in England, and I just don't have it in me to, to coordinate <laughs> uh, calling England again. Chris Wilkins collects Klaatu Skiff? Well, and Klaatu, yep. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Both. Yeah. So, like, they're like, you guys have probably already talked about this, but they're, like, the same character in different costumes, or is it the same species? <laughs> I, 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 uh, I don't know. I feel like we talked about that in the first Klaatu episode, and I can't remember the conclusion we came to. <laughs> I think... I have uh, no idea. Yeah, I, I don't either. I... But his real name is Woof. Yes. I, <laughs> right. I, well, is it is it is it Billy D. Williams Jr. in both? Uh, see, that's a good question. I, I feel like the, the regular Klaatu that, that we are calling the regular, I don't think Corey D. Williams played him. Right, I think he that, just that would be in the Java or... set in Shepparton, and then the right. Skiff Guard is in in California, it's yep. we could really sort of call it Klaatu California because yeah, know, he was only true. filmed in California. <laughs> yeah, Klaatu <Right>. Californication. <laughs> All right, <Okay>. Steve. Uh, <laughs> Chris started talking before I hit record, um, but we definitely have to have an introduction to Chris, Steve. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I, I think, Chris, I think you are Space yeah. Freak number one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. There, there may be someone else who has <laughs> listened as long and as consistently as you. I mean, there's probably like several people like you, but I, I'm thinking you're one of the very first people I remember commenting on Rebel Scum, and somehow we've never had you as a dedicated Hello? guest. So I think you've probably been on the show like four or five times, but never in a dedicated way. So... Anyways, thank you for for being space freak of the decade. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I mean that that's right, right? Like you, I think you even commented on the very first episode. Is that wrong? I might have, yeah. Yeah, and I think you. Called I know the... I've been to like all the podcasts at the celebrations. I'm usually at those too. Yep, and I think you called the Wampa line once too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I called it with the Darth Vader uh, speakerphone. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Everyone's yeah. like, does anyone have this? And I tried calling in with it, and I guess it did work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and also, it's also good, good, good mojo for me, you know, because you're also a fellow Massachusetts collector, and the baseball season starts tomorrow. So we're, yep. uh, we're, we're all excited for an, another, another year in the, in the basement, as it, as it appears to be uh, shaping oh, up. Yeah. But, 
But the, the, the happy occasion to have you on is we meant to have you on with the first Cloud 2 episode. I don't know why we didn't. It's probably Steve's fault. Steve, why didn't we have him on the first episode? <laughs> it probably is my fault, but I, I honestly uh, I honestly can't remember. But I, okay. I know I knew that we had to try and get you on for this one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, you're basically the first name in, in Cloud 2 that I can think of. Um, so we're not going to limit you to Klaatu versus Klaatu Skiff, but just, you know, tell us what, what, like, how do you, how does one come to collect a character that we, I hate to tell you, but we've, we've been had, poking a little bit of fun at the character. We've been admiring it, but also poking fun at it. How do you come to, to collect it? Um, well, I, it was the first Return of the Jedi figure that I got when the movie came out, and because, you know, you couldn't find Luke Skywalker anywhere at Jedi Night. Everyone was just grabbing those like crazy, so um, that just happened to be the first figure I got, and then it just kind of stuck with me. And then later years when I was collecting again, I just got, I was like, oh, you know, I really liked that figure. I thought it was one of the cooler uh, Jabba's guys that were out there. And then it came in so many different variations, too, with the skirt. First it was a thick skirt, then it was a thin skirt. And you had your tan arms, and then you had your gray arms, and then the face is darker, and then well, I, I don't know about, call it. about that at all. So, so <laughs> yeah. these are all variations of the original Klaatu figure had a thicker skirt and a thinner skirt. Yeah, originally it had a thicker skirt, and then I think after the the uh, I'm going to say it was the after the Emperor sixty five back, they they started going with a thinner skirt. So then. Yeah, it was a thicker, the original ones were thicker, and then later on after, yeah, it, it became thin. So if you ever look at some Klaatu skiff, uh, not Klaatu skiff, but Klaatu, the, the skirt on it, sometimes it's thick or it's like really thin and you can almost see through it. Hmm. Wow, okay. Yeah, that, that is an interesting variation. I never knew about that. I didn't know he had different colored arms. I guess it makes sense if you're yep. hanging out on Tatooine, you get a little tan. Yeah, sometimes for some reason I don't. I'm not as sure the 100 percent something in, in production, but sometimes he had like a tan arm color to the regular tattoo, or it had the gray arm. And then if you look at some of them, sometimes they have like a darker face. Sometimes they call it. They think it's a blue face, or yeah. So yes, and then I got into bubble variations as well, like on the Carter figures, like sometimes they're a rounded bubble or they have a stem at the bottom. So I even got into that. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so how, how long have you been sort of te- like collecting? Have you always collected them at the same time, both Klaatu and Klaatu Skiff? Um, yeah. At first I started with a regular Klaatu and then when Klaatu Skiff came out, I said, yeah, I might as well. It's, you know, pretty much the same character, just a different outfit. And then I started trying to find more Klaatu Skiff stuff like the uh, the Halloween costume with the Revenge of the Jedi logo on it. Um, and then I would find uh, the Miss the miss card with the uh, uh, what is it, the Tri logo. Sometimes it would have the Skiff card. So I got into that too and then trying to find all sorts of variations of Miss cards on it and uh, yeah, that's something that Steve brought up for later in the episode. Steve, you're still there, right? Yeah, yeah, you're I'm just, here. You're just yeah. being more uh, silent, silenter than usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, we've got the uh, screaming baby, so I muted myself. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, I, I love here. the idea of the miscard of Klaatu and Klaatu Skiff because I yeah. just sort of picture yeah. someone just being like, "No, no one cares. No one, 
It's <laughs> just. It was like the end of their shift. They're like, who cares? I want to get out of here. <laughs> now, now, just just for my edification, uh, growing up in the Boston area, where did you buy toys as a kid? Oh God, I think uh, Child World was my place to go. Okay, I think I. And I'm then, in... and then. Yeah. And then sometimes Woolworths. Um, yeah. I would go to the Woolworths in Boston, and some stores they would have them out, and then sometimes they have them behind that glass case. Okay. And then someone would have to come unlock the glass case so you could go pick out your figure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, for, for me it was always yeah. ben, ben Franklin's. That was Ben Franklin's and Ames. Okay. Those, those are my, uh, yeah. my, my local places. Listen, Steve, we talk yeah. about the same goddamn KB toys in Santa Barbara almost every episode. <laughs> Can I talk about Ben Franklin? Please. Okay. Please. <laughs> Uh, and every once in a while, the only Toys R Us was in Winchester or somewhere that way. There wasn't one in Cambridge anymore. So that that was like when I was really lucky, we'd get to like drive over the hill. It seemed like it was a thousand miles away. I now realize it was like a 10 minute drive for my parents. But that was, uh, I guess, too much. Okay, so so that that's kind of how you get, get into the Klaatu. So you've been, how long have you been in the Klaatu game? Um, probably for about 12 or so years, I'd say. How did this one little, you know, character get so much, you know, play and, you know, on other stuff like cups and plastic bowls and stuff like that, and you know. Well, let's let's get into but that, just, Steve, right? Because that that's one of the items yeah. you want to talk about, right? So, so in his unloved items, Steve brought up one of these plastic cups. I imagine this is the one that you're talking about, Steve, right? What what's the deal I, with this cup? So this is the one that has it has both characters on i think we've talked about these cups yeah. with the lando skiff episode maybe um and there's also an awesome image of lando skiff on this cup but uh yeah but yeah I, I had not seen i hadn't seen the two characters so this kind is of, a, a pepsi cup a coke cup what, what is it i think it's coca-cola right is that chris is that right chris um i think it is yeah i actually just picked that up at celebration chicago i saw it and i picked up like two cups and uh Jared Clark had pointed it out to me. He goes, hey, I know where there's a uh, Klaatu thing on a cup. you got to go see it. And then, So i got to thank Jared for pointing that out for me because I would have never saw it. Yeah, the 7-Eleven. Yeah, so there's 7-Eleven right. Coke cups. Yeah, this is an image which it, it has to be described. It somehow <laughs> makes Klaatu and Klaatu Skiff look so awesome. The weird thing is the spacing of these characters. It doesn't look like it's made... It looks like a like a cool like outtake from a band photo. You know? yeah, so yeah. <laughs> you have you have Klaatu front and center, behind him two Jawas that are partially obscured. Right. And then there's a little space. And almost like on the inside sleeve of uh, Sticky Fingers by the Rolling Stones where like I think Keith is like off to the side a little bit. You have Klaatu <laughs> Skiff off to the side, like just being cut off, like the cool guy who's a member of the band but not quite in the picture. And then I don't know one of the Ishi Tib maybe is is the yeah other one there. that's that's right one that never made it into the vintage era yeah these this is a very cool looking like some artist was just like I don't care I'm I'm making Klaatu yeah. cool <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah I... he thought he had a bigger role in the film or something and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and then on the back of this it has this this majestic rendering of of lando in his skiff guard uh outfit he's just kind of posing there with the wind blowing in his hair just it's very it's very billy d williams more that maybe more so than lando in this image but 
Yeah. Wait, which that makes this cup a father-son cup. It does. Yeah. That's pretty does. cool. That's amazing. <laughs> we were just talking about baseball cards with uh, with Ron, but uh, Tops used to always have these father-son, you know, like Bob Boone and Aaron Boone or whatever, yeah. like uh, the the different fathers and sons who are playing at the same time. That's essentially what this is, Billy and Corey. Now that would be cool yeah. if you got this cup signed on both sides. I actually got Corey's autograph at a show some years ago. I told him I was a big Clatu collector <laughs> at uh, one of the celebrations, and uh, yeah, he was he's a really nice guy too. Corey's a pretty laid back, very easygoing guy. So, so he's that, not one of those people that you meet them and you get disappointed. He's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't he didn't really react. He was he was just like, okay, cool, you collect Clatu or. Oh no, he's he's very much into talking about you know his time in the movie and you know what he did and you know all the fun he had. He 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 loves it. He you know he's not one of those that you know doesn't want to talk about. It. He'll talk about it. Uh, everything working out there? Uh, yeah. Can, can you hear, hear us? Me? Yep. Still sounds good. I can hear you. Okay. Good. Um, if you had to choose between Klaatu and Klaatu Skiff, who do you think is cooler, Chris? I go with the original Klaatu just because he came with the. The nice cloth goods. God damn it! And I, <laughs> I, I kind of thought what was going to happen was a lot of figures were going to have really good cloth goods, and then, you know, Han Trenchco did, and you know, there was a few others, but I thought we were going to get a lot more in the line, but not as many as uh, I had hoped. Well, you know, I, I was just telling Steve how much I hate cloth goods, so it's very funny. Both you and Ron, because we had Ron on a little bit earlier, both are just like, oh, obviously the original Klaatu because of the because of the soft goods. So I'm I'm very much yeah. opposite. I like the sleek lines of the Klaatu skiff. Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. From the archive. This is like this, where we're both characters are featured in the item in some way. So you talked about you meant. Do you have the tri logo with with the the different figures on there? So is it it's the 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 skiff guard card with the regular Quatu on the card? Is that right, Chris? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And is it ever is, the other way around? Yeah, that was going to be my question. Is there is the reverse possible? <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm trying to remember if if it was done the other way. I think. I'm not sure. Is there a Klaatu regular tri logo? Yeah. There was. I do. I do have a tri logo Klaatu on yeah. the correct card. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but there was the miscard with the skiff and then the regular Klaatu. Okay. But I've um, never seen it miscarded where you had the skiff figure on the regular Klaatu card. I okay. Think. I guess Klaatu thinks he's just too cool for Klaatu skiff. I guess. He gets, to hang, he, gets to, he gets to hang out in the palace. He doesn't have to run around in the desert. It is true. Klaatu lives a much better life. And that's the other question, Chris. Is Klaatu a species or is it the same person? Just what, what do you think? I think there's actually there's actually a shot of the two Klaatus together from somewhere in Jedi. Okay. And they're ah. in the same shot or there's okay. a picture. and. I have seen that, and I and I was I only saw it like about a year ago. I was like, "Oh man!" I'm like, "When did this happen?" Because you kind of think it's the same character or something. But there is actually a shot from Jedi somewhere. I don't know if it's a still photo. It was a still photo that I saw, but you have both Klaatus in the same shot. Okay. So that that's the, yeah. the, that then so that that settles that there are two different Klaatus, and one of them has to go around and fight people in the middle of the desert on like a crappy ship 
and then the other gets to hang around watching slave ladies dance around, gets to watch Gamorrean guards get eaten like popcorn chicken, you know, just has some cool yeah. tunes to listen to, you know, like the original class. Yeah. He gets to have a cool dress that everyone thinks is quite nice, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gladue Skiff is in his in his long johns, just suffering through the wind and the humiliation, ultimately getting eaten by the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Seriously, Gladue Skiff gets yeah. it rough. He does. And yeah, really he's does. replaced by Klaatu half the time. You know, he gets to yeah. go to Europe, I think the right? Klaatu was stayed back at the palace somewhere, and you know, yeah. while the while the sail barge went out, he's probably still back at the palace, going, "Hey, where's that barge?" Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he's probably. <laughs> Uh, you know, they, they they go to Europe and it's like, oh, oh yeah, I didn't bring my own card, but is it cool if I hang out on yours? And Skiff's like, all right, yeah, yeah fine. Where am I going to sit? I, I don't know. You'll find somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. That's another point for Klaatu Skiff, Steve. I, I think. I think. I think so. Now yeah. that we know that he's like the, the oppressed sort of like you know like. He just has, he's like the Frank Grimes of Jabba's palace, you know? He has to do all the work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, let's not forget the B-Wing skiff guard. That was one of oh, the yeah. yes. years ago. <laughs> yeah, that, yes. for, for those yeah. of you who are not, uh, who are not longtime space freaks, uh, another great collaboration between, uh, between, with Jared, where, I don't know, how do we even talk about the B-Wing skiff pilot? So I think we we maybe I kind of hinted at it when we did the the pilot episode a couple months back, but yeah, I I I I feel like it came about in an early episode in some strange conversation, and Jared had rendered <laughs> this whole story and image set where <laughs> the B wing pilot's head was superimposed and all the Klaatu skiff <laughs> images, yeah, and uh, and then Chris, you kindly gifted me a custom figure with with the with the b-wing pilot head on on the clatu skiff yes. body and uh yeah it's one of those it's got to be one of the earliest and weirdest uh pieces of kivecast memorabilia like it it was yeah. born of the show and and you guys made it and it's one of those things where i'll always i'll always laugh whenever i see that thing i'm <laughs> um, also I, so i don't know if it's because i'm from massachusetts but i have like a very like uh like I'm fascinated by Ma different Massachusetts accents, you know. So I think I think it was Anthony Demata. I said talks just like Dane Cook. Do you remember that, Steve? <laughs> I don't know if you've told me that before. I'm pretty sure I did, but but okay. Chris, you know, you throw off a pretty strong Stephen Wright vibe, right? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, I, so. I was like, I hope you've heard that before. And that, I mean, obviously, Stephen Wright is maybe you know maybe the funniest Bostonian of all time, and there's a lot of funny Bostonians. But I was like, if he if he tried to do a Stephen Wright impersonation, I think people could actually believe it's actually him. 1966. I'm in Little League. I'm on first. I steal third. I went straight across. Earlier in the week, I learned that the shortest distance between two points was a straight line. So I, mean, I argued with the umpire that second base was out of my way. Do you know that yeah. is Steve, or, or are you too young for that? I'm I'm too young, I think. You don't yeah. know Stephen Wright, oh, Steve? Stephen Wright. I mean, I know the name, but yeah, it, it's, it's not. Do yourself it's not a favor, Steve. Just look up. 
I mean, <laughs> well, my, my favorite joke was, is yeah. for, for my birthday, I bought a dehumidifier and a humidifier and put them in the same room. Let them work it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he would, he would just say honest stuff. He's like, I have a map of the world. Actual size. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's as good as listening to it. It's, it's all one-liners like that. It's all just okay. slight, yeah. Yeah. slightly uh, askew one-liners. About a year ago, my girlfriend was on the pill using a diaphragm and an IUD all at once. Recently, she had a baby. Baby was born wearing armor. I wear eyeglasses during the day. Yesterday, I was walking on the street wearing my eyeglasses, and all of a sudden, a prescription ran out. <laughs> Thanks a lot. And then there's another double Klaatu item, Steve. Yeah, so I I figured these must be pretty rare, and that's the the two-pack with Klaatu and Klaatu Skiff. And oh, I'd seen so one of these posted on, uh, I think it was on Facebook, Chris, had had you seen these? Do you do you have any two packs with either of the figures in them? Um, I did at one point, but it wasn't both of the figures together, which I always okay. wanted to find the, the yeah. two Klaatus together. But like sometimes it would be with like a, a Princess Leia or a, some you know some other figure. You're like this doesn't go together, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered those two packs. Like who was packing those? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Klaatu and Klaatu Skiff, that, that is definitely, yeah, that, that was shown by uh, David White, the Jimmy, yes. Jimmy Tupac's, which Jimmy Tupac, yeah. I just want to say one thing, you know, like, um, the whole thing about new collectors and old collectors, you know, how like older collectors are often hostile to newer collectors because they think they're just going to be a flash in the pan. When David White started collecting Tupac's and he called himself Jimmy Tupac and he came out and he bought everything. It, it totally seemed like he was just going to just be there for like five minutes and then leave the hobby. That was like 11 years ago, Steve. Longer, right? Yeah. Like It was a long time ago. I think it's ago. time we gave yeah. the guy some credit for, for being the two-pack guy. And, and he didn't, you know, like he didn't keep up the same pace. Like, you know, I'm the two-pack guy all the time. But whenever there's a threat about two-packs, he pops in. He contributes his knowledge. So just, you know, like next time you see a, a newer collector and you think, all right there, Buster, we'll see you in a couple of years. Sometimes they're actually still around and they're awesome. And like, he's like a really cool guy and I've hung out with him at Celebration. So. Yeah, yeah. It's so true when you when you say that when there's something obscure like this, like it was in a, it was in a, like a collectible of the week post about Klaatu, I think. And, and um, someone was asking if I think anyone had seen the two of them together and, and sure enough david popped in and, and showed this one it it's beautiful for all these reasons we've been talking about like the, the, the meaning of them being together and, and all that but then it's also pretty beat up at the same time which seems yeah. very right yeah. something that need, needed to be kind of roughed up like this yeah. but um yeah it's uh that's that is really something I, I wonder if there are others of those out there and in this in this exact combo i would be awesome to to track one down yeah. for you chris and it's oh yeah well, yeah, we're, we're going to do an open call for anybody. I like this. Yeah. Like, you need, if you like this show, don't thank Steve, don't thank me. Get Beanie a double Klaatu two pack. Okay. Hey, wh hey yeah. why did you call yourself Beanie, by the way? Um, It's a funny thing. I My friend 
uh, gave me that nickname years ago, the first time I met them. And they were, I was down in New Jersey, and this is back when I had a full head of hair, and they just said, oh, you look like Beanie. I said, who? You know, Vince Vaughn from old school. And I said, yeah, I was getting that a few times that I used to look like Vince Vaughn when I had a full head of hair. Okay. And okay. they actually got me a Speaker City t-shirt from old school to wear when I would go down to the thing. <laughs> wow. And everyone would just... So the name Beanie stuck, so they thought I looked like Vince Vaughn in old school, and uh, oh, it just stuck. Right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I so thought... that's how I got the name. Okay. I mean, it doesn't mean no one gets to have cool nicknames anymore because it's all Facebook, and so now we just have to yeah. know way too much about each other. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> it, it, it used to be a lot better. You know, it, it really it really did. Like, I think Facebook collecting is, is just as fun, like collecting but like not knowing so much about everybody is probably better, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, and also just getting to have a nickname. I was, I was, I did that podcast with David Quinn and I was trying to describe Derek Ho, but like, he's still uncle Gundy to me and he just always will be. Right. And yeah. there's, there's nothing. And even Jared is, you know, Zutton to me, right. Wasn't that his thing? Right. That, yeah. that was his, his name. Yeah, that's right. Now the super yeah. old school fact is what was Steve's, <laughs> Steve's <laughs> Rebel Scum name. My, wait, my wait, wait. Do, do you know this, Chris? Do you know Steve's original Rebel Scum name? No. Okay, it is the most... This is the equivalent <laughs> of the Klaatu on a Klaatu skiff card back. It is just the most Steve thing. Steve, what was your original Rebel Scum name? I, I think it was just Jedi Steve. No. It was wait, which one are you Brad. talking about? What? Your original name was like Brad 1937. No. Yeah, it was. You had a name that <laughs> wasn't Steve about? on Rebel Scum. Uh, it, and it had Steve in there. <laughs> what happened, what I remember happening no, you, is... When I first met you, Steve, your name was Steve, but your Rebel Scum name was Brad. <laughs> oh, I must be living in a different universe. I don't remember okay, this Okay, someone's got to fact check me. All right, fine. All right, yeah, we're yeah, we're but, way too deep in the weeds. Then you could make... You could make up so many different accounts. I would forget some of the ones I made up. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I think I had one called the Cat's Pajamas or something. That was my screen name. And yeah. And I think I had a. And then I think there was a lot of people that had Darth in front of their name. Oh, everybody. There were. There were. Yeah. I did see. I didn't want to oh, go Darth everybody. Steve. I remember thinking that. Darth and no, Boba. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I th- see, I, now I'm curious, guy. Like, I'm, I've been living a lie for the we'll, last. We'll see. We'll have to ask. But Steve, you do have to put uh, Ellie down to bed soon, so we definitely want to get pretty soon. We want to get to yeah. the lightning round questions and the uh, and the the uh, market watch. What do you want to do first, Steve? I guess. I guess. Why don't we Why don't we hit the lightning round real quick? Okay. All right. So it's changed a little bit over the years. Uh, so maybe we can have fun. Uh, ask it. Well, you know what though? I don't think Klaatu will change. I think that we've discovered that the C tier characters haven't really gone up in value. But uh, I, I oh, no. we know that you know how the game works. But I'll say it for people listening for the first time. One dollar flicks. Market watch. Steve is going to describe an item, and Chris and I are going to have to guess what it's sold for, and whoever gets closer uh, wins the point. And then whoever wins the game, I don't know. Um, 
you have to. Uh, we'll bring our, a baseball card of, of a, a Red Sox baseball card to the next celebration and give it to the other. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So market watch. This will be. This will be five rounds. Five. Okay. Uh, regardless if if they're needed or not. Okay. <laughs> we'll go through all five. All right. Um, all right. So the the first one. Uh, this is the main thing about this. It's not necessarily that it has a Clacky skiff. It's it's this other item, and that is a rare tri logo one man sail skiff. Uh, so that's the mini rig that has uh, Klaatu Skiff in the background. Um, I think in, in some of the other images he is riding the thing, but on the box he's he's kind of standing in the back. I I think this particular you know version of the mini rig is probably pretty tough to come by. Uh, so you get that. That's the, the the marquee item, and then the second thing is plus plus bonus Klaatu figure and card back. So you get the Klaatu Skiff loose with the weapon okay. and a card back. Now, the one-man skiff has Boba Fett flying it, right? Yes, yes. it does. It's got Boba Fett yeah. flying it, Klaatu skiff in the background, and Luke Jedi. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> That's Klaatu yep. skiff is the, the very ugly friend along with the models. <laughs> like, oh, I don't belong here. Oh, oh my God. You're going into that club? Okay. Okay. I should have worn different sweatpants. Okay. I can do this. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, so so Sky, do you do you have a number that well, you're thinking? Well, first of all, do you have, have you do you collect this as well, Chris, or no? Yeah, do you have any one man sales skips? I don't. No, I no, I have the AST five. I have my original class right. on the That's box. Right. Okay. The one man sales skip and looks then, cool though. That's a cool thing. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, so right. uh, um, you keep saying the word rare, so I don't know. <laughs> So I, That's just how it's advertised. I, okay. I'm just, I'm just assuming. But, yeah. I'm going to say, four hundred and eighty-two dollars. Okay, and Chris, uh, what, what's your guess here? Um, I'd say maybe. Oh, I'm gonna just guess. Uh, I'll say like a hundred and ten. It's been a while since. So three fifty. <laughs> that was the the end oh, price. All can right. I, can I do that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, for something with Boba Fett on it, that's not too bad. That's yeah. yeah. It's uh, and it's I think yeah. It's unopened. I don't think it's sealed, but um Wait, so I don't know it. Yeah. Okay, no, it is. It has it has the tape. So it is it's and it's a nice shape. It's, it's not graded. Cool. It's yeah. So so I right. got the point. Yes. Oh my god. So, you got awesome. the point. All right. Um, all right. Up next, uh, we've got this is a uh, graded Klaatu Skiff seventy-seven back A. So that's his debut card. And this is the debut uh, card of the seventy-seven back, right? Uh, what do you mean? This is the first figure we've covered in the seventy-seven. No, backs. no. <laughs> we've been on the seventy-seven backs for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're actually almost done with this guy. Oh, what's my trademark, Chris? Right. The trademark is stupidity. Uh, okay, so this this one is. <laughs> I was so excited too. I'm like, I know. This is a great point. This, I'm now I'm glad that we waited to have Chris until now because this is the first 77 back. We're almost done. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, so this is it's graded AFA 80. Um, it's I think that's that's pretty much all you need to know. Um, Clear bubble. Um, it's not totally yellow. It's it's yellow wing, I'd say. Okay, so 
I have my number. Do you have your number written down, Chris? Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to say about 225 bucks. Okay. Sky, what do you think? Okay. I said 180 so it's a pretty small window between our two guesses. <laughs> two fifty. So point point to oh. Chris. <laughs> so you're you're pretty close. That's that that's yeah. Now what is yeah, especially with a clear ball. What is the most yeah. that you've ever spent on a carded clatu? If you're comfortable sharing. Um, I you know I don't remember. I I want to say it was, it was two hundred something dollars, but it was the Kellerman double sticker that they were selling years ago. Yeah. Sky here. Uh, please note that uh, John Kellerman passed literally the day after we recorded this session. Um, we broke this episode into two recording sessions, and we do address his passing in some detail at the end of the episode. So please don't confuse this fairly cavalier discussion of a great item from John Kellerman's collection with an avoidance of the discussion of his death. Okay, uh, back to the episode. It was 200-something dollars, but it was the Kellerman double sticker oh nice that they were selling years ago wow yeah it was okay. the one from the book yeah when they were selling all the the, the kellerman carter figures and i had to have that cloud too with the double sticker so that's in my collection so it had the it had the coin offer and the anakin offer no it had the double it had two coin offers on it oh wow oh and that's the one awesome. that's yeah. in the kellerman book yeah yeah it's in the okay. kellerman book right wow yeah i want to think it was was it I bought it, uh, I think, I'm trying to think how many years ago I bought that now. Yeah, but it was when all the Kellerman carded stuff went. Yeah, Todd, yeah he gave them to crazy. Chamberlain, and then Chamberlain sold them. Yes. And the, they were all purchased. Like, if you didn't buy them on the first day of the con, you probably didn't get them. Because I believe Jeff Jacob bought, like, all of them. I think that was how it went. Is that right, Steve? That sounds I'm not telling right. Short tales out of school. It's been like eight years, right? I think that's what happened. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think so. Um, well, dang. Okay. So that 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 helps. That's an. <laughs> I don't know. That's it, a fun it, story. Perspective. That's a really nice. Yeah. Beat, yeah. So you can either get an AFA eighty one, or you can get the actual Kellerman one. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, it's such a piece um, of history. I had to have it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Um, okay, so now we're one to one. Okay. Yeah, you're tied tied at one here. Uh, game three, we've got. Um, okay, so this is it's a tri logo Klaatu skiff with the correct figure on the card. Uh, it's not graded. Um, it looks to be in, in pretty decent shape for for a tri logo. The bubble probably has a little bit of damage, but. The card looks nice. Uh, it's it is punched, but um, otherwise pretty good shape. So, tri logo Klaatu skiff. What do you think? It's not graded. Not not graded. No. Okay. Is it a bubble variation A or B? <laughs> that that I don't know. Oh, see, I can't I can't possibly guess. <laughs> this yeah. I can't I can't po because the difference between. <laughs> um, actually, wait. You probably know the difference between the bubbles. I suppose, Chris. Okay, so all right, I on the trilogues not so much, okay. but the, the America ones, yeah. Okay. Okay, so all right, I what do you think? I don't know. You're driving me crazy, <laughs> you Mookie thief. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll say 150. 150. Okay. And Chris, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna say like 125 because I think they're not, they're not that hard to find. 
115 point chris yeah <laughs> what that's at 150 yeah. <laughs> and he said 100 what no no he's only 10 dollars off <laughs> but i was only like 20 dollars off god damn so, I was so a, you both were you were within range. I was on the he, warning he track that of that one. All right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, Chris, Chris, you're pretty much right on with that. Um, all right. Game four here. Uh, this is just a a standard. Uh, it looks to be pretty good condition. Loose Clactu skiff with original weapon. Just a loose figure. Okay. What? <laughs> figure yeah okay. not graded just just uh living his life freely okay Tw 20 bucks so sky you say 20 okay chris what do you think um yeah it's i'll say 24 because it's the weapon that everyone wants it, it has the weapon yeah. you know if it's just the figure that... itself i mean the, the weapon's worth more than the figure I think. yeah exactly that's a good point like i've seen when i was doing this some of the weapons sold for more than this figure has <laughs> but you took this yeah. one too it's 34.99 <laughs> oh. oh so technically sky it's it's over but <laughs> okay we still got one one item next left one to go. Wins it. <laughs> okay so the next one is is one that we I think you had mentioned uh, something you you owned Chris. Uh, this is a Revenge of the Jedi Clatu uh, Ben Cooper Halloween costume. Mm. Uh, this one it's <laughs> it's described as as used. Um, the box is a little beat up, but the the costume seems to be intact. Um, <laughs> and this was this was actually I don't know if I was gonna have this be an unloved thing, but I guess we could just talk about it now to 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 condense things yes. a bit. But one of my favorite things about this, <laughs> um, actually, yeah. So this is gonna be I had a couple of different costume things. I had this in the the ugly category as one of the weirder costume items for Klaatu. Um But anyway, yeah, this is the Revenge of the Jedi version. So on his little uh, Long John costume with his own face on it it has the revenge of the jedi mm. logo okay that's a pretty nice item yeah so uh let's see and, and we, we agree we... next one wins it okay um... <laughs> <laughs> all right uh sky what do you got ben cooper um i'm gonna say a price range so I'm gonna go between twenty-five <laughs> and five hundred dollars. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm gonna say eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. Okay. And what do you think, I'm Chris? Gonna, uh, the revenge one. That's I would I want to say seventy. All right. Well, it was thirty-nine ninety-nine. So Chris got that one too. But it was quite quite a oh, bargain man. for a revenge wow. piece. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty cheap. Yeah. All right, I'll have to find a baseball card to bring to you then. <laughs> okay. Oh, All right, see, the, the, there are times where the, the collector who should be winning these rounds does Sky. So that that's I think it all worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah, but when am I supposed to win, Steve, huh? <laughs> when does it make sense for me to win? Never. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. My trademark. Your trademark is stupidity. Uh, awesome job. All right. Well, in, in that All case, right. uh, you, your reward is you're going to get the lightning round questions, which you've you've probably heard more lightning rounds than anybody in the history of the show. So, 
Yeah. Let's see if I remember all the questions, Steve. We haven't asked one in a while. We haven't done a normal episode in a while. It has been a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so I guess the easiest one. What is your favorite bad line from a Star Wars movie? Uh, my favorite one, I guess, when I was a kid, when Vader says, I have felt him, my master. Huh. <laughs> wow. I don't think anyone's ever said a Vader line as a bad line. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It just sounded it just sounded creepy when he said it. <laughs> yeah. And, and really, <laughs> you know, today people would pick that apart. Oh, now he feels them? How does he feel them? The Force can feel things across? What's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I felt to my master. Uh, let's see, what? Okay, so this is a this is a, a, a an interesting thing. Um, we used to have a, a we used to have something you know called the burning house question. We had to stop that because Steve's house almost burned down. Uh, you did actually suffer a, a really bad uh, house incident. So yeah. I don't even want to ask you the question because you actually did lose some of your collection in the fire. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I lost quite a bit of stuff. Okay. But I'll eventually collect it again, yeah. Yeah, so that's mm -hmm. a really weird thing. So, Steve, how can we put this? I think last time I said, like, if aliens tried to blow up your house, but but I, I don't know. It just seems kind of uh, insensitive and, and wrong. I don't know, Steve. Uh, you got to say for me. Well, there's, you know, the the Vintage Rebellion has a good way around this. I think okay. they they like to use the like if you were having to leave the planet and it can only take I think one or two things with you. Like what what would that what would your item be that you if you're exiting Earth? Okay. <laughs> and you had to take a Klaatu item. It would be my Kellerman Klaatu. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, that's a gem. I'm looking forward to to actually like. Right after we stop recording, I'm going to go find my copy of Kellerman and then look at it. And then I'm going to be like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I could I could try to send you a picture of it, too. I'll, I'll that'd be great. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it survived the fire, so, yeah. Oh, good. Well, in that case, Excellent. that's a... Yeah. That's, that's a positive story, but yeah, I'm really thinking about it, Steve. That was not a great question to ask because we sort of asked it like a funny thing, but then it's like, weirdly enough... Yeah. I talked to my brother Amos about my collection and he just started talking to me about how I needed to fireproof my collection and like he like wouldn't let it go. So I yeah, know, maybe I should uh, maybe I should look into that. Okay, well in that case, the next question is is much easier. Uh, what is your uh, what is your Grail item? Oh, I'd love to be able to get my hands on probably a, a prototype or uh, something like. Something of, of that. I don't have any prototypes of Klaatu or first shots or anything like that. I think something like that would be pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, we, we've been talking. Uh, you know, we talked to Ron. It seems as though there's a ton of Klaatu skiff stuff out there. I mean, a lot of stuff he's talking about are hard yeah. copies and things that are just ridiculously expensive. But still, it does seem like there's mm -hmm. a lot out there. And there doesn't seem to yeah. be too much competition. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, we know there's... I think actually Steve set me up. A message years ago on about something he I think he had something and I had totally missed the message and I think by the time I saw the message it was like six months later was it a it was it for was. the regular Klaatu maybe because I don't know if I've ever had yeah. Klaatu skiff stuff yeah no, that's... no no it was the regular Klaatu and I think it was I'm trying to remember what it was and I saw it like six months after I was like oh god oh. well I I, I... 
you, I, I got the sense you almost missed the message to be on the show, so that was good. I, like you didn't respond. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he'd want to be on the show, so I'll just send him another message. So, uh, you know, far be it for me to criticize someone for uh, not getting a message. <laughs> That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, I've been just kind of running around. Doing, I just got a new house, so I've just been running around moving stuff out of the old place, so that's why. Well, I apologize for not getting back to you. Yeah, family, no, so. I mean, I, it's, uh, yeah, it's, you, you've been through a lot, Chris, so, yeah, I appreciate yeah. appreciate making the time. And then, and then of course, the, the question that takes people the most amount of time, uh, if you were a, a Star Wars vintage item, not, what would you like to be, but what do you think you would actually be and why? I think a Stormtrooper. Okay, why is that? Just because that was, I think, I think, cause, well, that was my the first figure I ever got as a kid. Mm-hmm. My mom couldn't get, you know, the the Luke or the Han or Chewie or that was like the only figure she got me. And then I got some money for Christmas, and then I went out and bought a couple more figures. But it took me forever to kind of get Luke. But I think Stormtrooper just because it was my first figure. Yeah. Okay. That that so. So you you don't you don't identify as Klaatu or Klaatu Skiff. Well, I wouldn't want to be the Skiff because he dies, but yeah. maybe the first one, maybe the original Klaatu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just chilling in the Klaatu. Yeah, the the, the fortune. Yeah, Klaatu hung over at the palace. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, wow! Well, it is exactly ten forty-five, Steve. Yeah, we're right do, on do you, right on the <laughs> I, I, I take your daughter's bedtime seriously. <laughs> that I wanted to I definitely wanted to say to you, Sky, I wanted to thank you because after that fire you put up that message and I just want to thank you and all the people in the collecting community that who didn't even know me. Yeah. Just like donated money to help me out after that fire and it really it really touched me a lot. Yeah. You know, all these strangers and and I just want to say how how you realize how great the community is when you meet people but then when you know something like this happens to you how it just it, it was it was wonderful it I, I can't even describe how you know what it meant to me so I wanted to thank you for putting that message out there originally and then people responded so I it really helped me out and I just wanted to thank you and everyone in the community that helped out well, that's that's really great. I mean that that I mean, uh, you know, I recorded. Uh, when you come up to visit me someday, Chris, I'll show you the gas stations. I was literally getting gas, and when I read that that yes. happened, and I was just like, "Yeah, oh my god!" Like we have to do something. So I just put it out there. Yeah. And and I didn't know that people were going to respond. You know, because I don't know. Because I think I just put it on on the archives page or even just the Kivecast page. I'm not even sure where I necessarily yeah. put it. But it wasn't like it had the biggest audience, but it seems like everybody who saw it, you know, contributed. And yeah, it really is. It really is what, what part of what makes this community so great. It's just like that people uh, helped you out. So, yeah, because it's I mean, yes. we, it's it's really terrible. It's really terrible that happened. So I'm I'm uh, I'm happy in some small way to bring some light to it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Steve, where, what, what, wh- okay, we lost, first of all, there's someone with a weed whacker right behind me, so you're going to hear that, <laughs> so just deal with it, Kivecasters, because we have been trying, okay, we finished recording with with Beanie, like, three weeks ago, Steve? 
I think it was, yeah, it's been three weeks. Yeah. It's been three <laughs> weeks. And then we decided, you know what? We're, we love Beanie, but, you know, there's another Klaatu collector who we know of, Andrew Plant, and he's in the UK. So we'll just schedule some time to talk with him. Hopefully sometime when there's a weed whacker going behind us the entire time. <laughs> I swear to God, if you're listening and that's annoying to you, I'm sorry. Not, I, actually, I'm not that sorry. It's kind of funny at this point. <laughs> It's so, what do we call Klaatu Skiff's weapon last time? It's one of those that's causing the <laughs> Yes, Steve and I don't remember anything that we said three weeks ago. We don't know what we said. We will say that we're happy for this because some things have happened in the interim, both good and bad, and we're gonna get back to those when we finish the episode. But before finishing the episode, we're now going to talk to a newer Klaatu collector, someone who we've never spoken to before, Andrew Plant, and uh I'm gonna to try to get a hold of him. Isn't that right, Steve? Sounds good. Yeah, so we've had to cancel because I had to take my kids to the doctor. I had to take my kid to the hospital. I had to reschedule because I had a meeting. I had to reschedule all these things. So, all right, let's see if we can get a hold of them. <laughs> so we've been having trouble getting a hold of you because you are somewhere overseas. I assume you're in England. Is that right, Andrew? That's right, yeah. Okay, which, which town upon Sussex? Uh, I live in a town called Rotherham, which is on the east coast of England. Rotherham. So kind of near Wales? You trademark is stupidity. Oh, no, no, it's not near Wales. Other side. Oh, no, no that's, uh, west, that's, that's the, the west coast right there. Yes, okay, near France then. Yes. Uh, we're here to talk about about Klaatu and Klaatu Skiff, and we're very happy to have you on because we, we try to get a multitude of voices, but Steve and I get lazy and we just go, oh, we'll call the five people that we know. But Steve, why should we care about Andy on this on this uh, day of Klaatu and Klaatu Skiff? Well, Andy has, and I, I remember, I think this goes back to the Rebelscom days, but you, you've been collecting Klaatu Skiff for a long time, and I feel like... Yeah. I've seen your collection pop up a few times, and it was always in the back of my mind whenever we, we finally got to him. So, yeah, you, you have a pretty nice run of Klaatu stuff. Is it, is it both Klaatu and Klaatu Skiff, or just just the Skiff? It, I, I did start having both, but it's mainly Klaatu Skiff. That's oh. the, the figure that goes back to my childhood. So it, it goes back, it's a, it's a childhood memory, like Steve and his B-Wing pilot? It is, yeah, and it's not a good childhood memory though. Um, uh, going back a long, a long, a long time, I probably when I was about six years old, I used to go into our local Woolworth store, which is like your Walmart, and stand in front of the wall of Return of the Jedi figures when they'd filled up, up, up the shelves, and I used to stand there with my jaw hitting the floor, looking at all these beautiful figures that I wanted. And uh, my parents were quite poor, so we didn't. I'd never seen Star Wars, but I'd seen the figures, and I, we played it at school, you know, running around pretending to be Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. And my mum made a promise that if I was good at school for two weeks, uh, she would buy me a Star Wars figure. Okay. So bear, bear in mind, I was only I was only six, so okay. I was really excited. I was thinking about I was thinking about that wall of figures. Now, now, were you and generally good, good at school, or, or or were you kind of a troublemaker? I was a troublemaker. I've got to okay. admit, I was. Yeah, I, 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 I used to mess around. So she she tried to bribe bribe me with a Star Wars figure, which is always going to work. Mm -hmm. And I was good at school for two weeks. I was absolutely perfect. I did all my work. I behaved. And my mum was coming to collect me on the Friday, and I was thinking of this walk to Woolworths to pick. I think I'd probably pick Darth Vader at the time, but 
And when my mum picked me up, she went into a bag. She'd already bought the figure, and it was Clartu Skiff. <laughs> and, and, and I, I cried my eyes out. I stood there and I looked at this figure, and I just started crying. So my mum was upset because I was ungrateful, and I was upset because I got this horrendous figure that I'd never heard of. <laughs> and and that memory has, has just stuck with me. Um, uh, but wow. yeah, I took the figure home. I opened it up. And I, I can remember that even sounds odd, but the smell of the figure, you know, that, that new smell of the Star Wars figure. And I did play with it, but that memory of the disappointments that stuck in my mind. And that's why I wanted to focus on Clark Skiff, which sounds really odd, but it is my earliest memory of Star Wars. And wow. I only saw Star Wars that Christmas when it was aired in 1987, I think, mm. um, mm -hmm. on UK TV. That was the first time I'd seen it. So. Yeah, that year was disappointing, but good for me in a way. And that, that's what started it all off. And when I started collecting in the early 2000s, I I went through phases. I, I, I tried Boba Fett, but it was, you know, sat, it was saturated with people doing that type of focus. And when I sat back and really thought about what childhood memories I had, it was the only one that I had. <laughs> it was the only memory of that disappointment of Klaatu. So, so now it, it does, it, it's, it resonates with me. When I sit and look at my collection, it, it makes me smile, you know, and it, it, I, I don't really want any other figure apart from that, that Clark Skiff in my collection. So, yeah, wow. that's the story. It's, uh, yeah. Well, that that is... Yeah, that's how I start. I have to say, we've been trying to organize uh, having you on for three weeks now, and it is totally worth it just for that story. That is one of my favorite yeah. <laughs> origin stories of all time. Because yeah. it, it yeah. it's I mean first of all it it puts Klaatu Skiff as a kind of working class hero figure which which I think kind of works with him with this kind of overall so we can kind of like think of him in a different way too as just like the 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 one that people get stuck with and sort of thinking of you know sort of Thatcher's eighties or whatever and just kind of like this bleak landscape and just like you'll get a you'll get a Klaatu Skiff and like it you know what I mean and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm a big fan of Only Fools and Horses, so that's my main image of, of England right now. So I'm, I'm sort of picturing yeah. you in, in that world, like getting a Klaatu Skiff card and, and trying to be happy about it. But yeah, that, that is an amazing story. Yeah, I, I couldn't hold that idea. I burst out into tears and my mum was upset because obviously to her that was a lot of money. I mean, it wasn't a lot of money, but you know we didn't get toys very often. Right. So she gone all out to buy me this figure but she'd obviously gone in when the shelves had been completely depleted yeah and there was probably only scat you know clartu skiff and general medine left on the shelves so she picked <laughs> one for me thinking i'd be delighted but no no I, I i just remember it so clearly i can close my eyes and just picture looking down at that return of the jedi figure and just crying my eyes out it's also really sweet because you really sympathize with, with everybody right like it's such a great human story because obviously your mom was just trying to do her best to help you succeed yeah. in school and like trying to incentivize you and then did you so you did play with it and you did enjoy it do you yeah. um yeah. was it like a good guy when you played with it or how did it if it was your only star wars toy how did sort of how did you work into your your playscape yeah, it was, it was my only figure up until that Christmas, and this leads on to another sort of little side story, but my I'd watched Star Wars at Christmas, I remember seeing it, and I think the year after the day, they'd aired all three, like Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and, and New Year's Day, and my cousins came to visit every year on Boxing Day, and they were about three years older, and I remember my I was sat 
round the Christmas tree. This wasn't with Clarto, I was just with what I'd got that Christmas. And my uncle brought in, I think it was two bin bags full of old toys, and he just chucked one of settee and said, your cousins don't play with these anymore. <laughs> and when I opened it up, it was absolutely packed full of Star Wars figures. It was full of the ATAT, the ATST, uh, the play sets, all broken, and you know they'd been heavily played with. But it was sort of the yeah. best Christmas present I'd ever had, because I was yeah. watching Star Wars, sat in front of the Christmas tree with a mountain of old played with figures that I'd, I'd never have had in a million years and Clatu was obviously in that pile eventually um, so yeah it, it that that was that was the whole you know backstory to it that's the only thing I can remember from Star Wars and obviously because of my age I was pushing into you know nine ten years old other figures and other things started coming in like you know wrestling and He-Man and things like that that all the other kids were playing with and it, and it phased out but i'll never forget those two years where you know i got those figures i got cloud two and that's what's embedded in my mind okay and so return then, of the jedi was always my favorite so, so I'm, I'm looking at it here now <clears throat> i'm kind of looking at your collection from a i think a return of the jedi group thing so then what like what what was the the item in your collection that made it clear to you that you are now officially a big deal cloud two skiff collector what was your sort of first real dedicated move? Um, I suppose in terms of significance, it would be the proof cards. So, okay. you know, the 77, 79 and the Power of the Force cards, uh, they're the ones that are obviously more significant, pre, you know, they're in the production process. But still, just my ungraded Return of the Jedi carded Clartu with a clear bubble is the one that I still go to you know the most to, just to look at you know yeah but yeah I, I suppose the proof cards to me are you know the piece that i look at i think wow you know i've got an iconic piece of star wars history there that's related to the figure that, that i love um but yeah the carded figures are the ones that trigger that memory so i suppose yeah. it is the you know the, the standard carded figures that you know i've got the the trial logo as well that i just look at and it, it just brings that memory back but yeah, the, the entire collection means a lot. Because that, that must have been what, what you saw at Woolworths. Which, by the way, I had Woolworths yeah. growing up in Massachusetts as well. I feel like it was sort of a national... It was sort of in America and sort of not. I don't really... I, I feel like, Steve, you don't have Woolworths out in California, do you? No, no, they, no, they, are not, they weren't out here. Yeah, it's weird that they sort of exist. So and you would have bought the... You would have bought the uh, the, the Tri-Logo. But if I'm looking here at your collection, so you have two different... Return of the Jedi proofs, but there's no difference between them. Or are they, how are they different? The, I, I've actually the uncut proof, the Power yes. of the Force. Oh, you have three. Of the Jedi oh my God. <laughs> the the Power of the Force is quite a striking card. The color scheme on it, and I just, yeah. I I, although again, it's not a card that was produced. I just really, and I like the Power of the Force line as well. Uh, it wasn't a line that I ever collected, but because it's obviously almost prototype it it just it strikes me as, as a really nice card it just i love the yeah. the actual pitch clartu on it so yeah and i think it fits in there isn't another variation you know to clartu produced as a card back yeah on that so so it yeah it fits into the collection i do you know i love it and i i wish i had kept all the items of that collection and i you know we all make these decisions you know to relinquish parts of collections and you know, rebuy them sometimes, you know, when you can afford it. And probably further down the line, you know, I'll look into trying to get more and add to the collection because, you know, it, it's it's a hobby 
it's an addiction and it's a love of the figure that, that you've you know you focus on yeah. i actually just happened to for fun look up potf proof um clatu skiff and the first thing that pops up is a rebel scum for sale page by ben sheehan one of the co-writers of the chromeland strikes back and he's selling a dead mint unproduced clatu skiff uh proof card power of the force would you guys like to guess how much it sold for or or is this the one oh. that you bought uh andrew andy well, it could possibly be, uh, well, maybe you, you the yeah. Well, you were on this thread saying you were interested on the IG-88 that he was selling, but it is not said on here that you are interested in the, in the Klaatu. What oh, wow. year was that? Uh, 2010. 2010, okay. Yeah. I probably had it. Oh, God. Is it, uh, is it, a, is it an uncut sheet? I don't know. No, no, it's a... It's a uh, it's a square bottom, rounded top, kind of standard proof card. Uh, he says it's in nice condition. He says AFA 90 or your money back. Wow. Oh, boy. Well, then, how, how, well, then name the price on it. What was it? Steve, are you going to guess? <sighs> okay, so 2010. Yes. I'm going to guess, I don't know, 450 No, it's more than that. For unproduced... Oh. For unproduced, I, sometimes it was, some, it some was of those, I nine, guess, nine hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Okay, Andy. <laughs> so we're gonna do something. We've already. Um, I assume you know Chris Wilkins, uh, Beanie from Rebel Scum, who is another Clatu collector. So we've we've already interviewed yeah. him uh, for this show, but we're now going to interview you. Uh, we should have had them on at the same time, Steve, to have them compete for who loves Clatu <laughs> more, but. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't have been fair. Um, so we'll ask you the, the lightning round questions that we like to ask. So the first question yeah. is, uh, what is your favorite bad line from a Star Wars movie? <laughs> no, it doesn't. I no. can't think of a bad line from a Star Wars film, no. Okay, no, all right. Well, I can't that, think of one. All right, well, that, that's a first. Um, wow. Okay, so, you, so, so every line in Star Wars is good. All right. I like it. I like your optimism, Andy. Um, okay. What's the next question, Steve? Is it the Grail question? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what? So what is your Grail for your for your Clatu skiff? The Grail that I don't have is the card art. I'd love to have the the card art for for Clatu skiff skiff to go with the Return of the Jedi proof cards. Do you have a particular favorite item? Yeah. Which uh, which? Let's see. So we. I'm going to edit out the part where I suggest that um, the east that the east of England is in Wales. I'm going to edit that out so I don't sound like an idiot. Although I'm going to repeat it here. <laughs> so um, should you know should William the Conqueror try to invade England again? Uh, obviously he's still alive, living in the north of France, uh, and you have to flee your you have to leave your collection, and you can only take one item because you're about to get sacked by a bunch of the French army invading you. What's the one item that you take uh, from your hovel? See, Steve, I'm trying to make it poetic here. Can't, I, I can't like you, it, yeah. Can't you imagine him in like a medieval hut now with his little Klaatu yeah. skiff collection? Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. If, if, if I'm honest, it would be the proof cards, but I would want to take the carded Return of the Jedi, hmm. the least valuable item I would... I'd, that's what I would, the first thing that I'd go to collect again would be that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, you know, it's always the fun thing about that question because we can try to figure out if it's, we take the most valuable thing or the most meaningful thing and sometimes they're the same thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so so that would be the, the first carded figure that you bought when you kind of decided to collect a Klaatu Skiff? Yeah. Awesome. And then finally, the most philosophical question that we could possibly have. 
If you were a Star Wars figure or a Star Wars item of Star Wars memorabilia, you know, you can be stationary, you can be a display, you can be a toy, you could be any piece of vintage Star Wars memorabilia, which one would you be and why? And like, not which one do you want to be, but which one do you think actually encapsulates you as a person? I would be Princess Leia's crew chair on set, and she could oh. sit on me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's that's what you would be. Wow. That's okay. So you, you didn't you didn't have a definitive answer for the worst Star Wars line, but you did have a definitive answer for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm actually still trying to think of a, a line in Star Wars. I think it's a bad line. I don't watch Star Wars and absorb bad lines because yeah. it's just never crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's really fun. I really love the idea that you love Klaatu Skiff and that that it's so uh, that's so meaningful to you. And I think you know every figure means this much to someone. You know, B-wing pilot means that much to Steve, and and Klaatu Skiff means that much to you, and the. Yeah. Our hobby is a much better place because you decided that you don't want to deal with Boba Fett. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of love for Klaatu, so it narrows down the uh, competition. Yeah, but also it's just it's good, you know. Klaatu, Klaatu needs love, and uh, and he and he's getting it. My childhood uh, sob story. <laughs> yes, well, I mean it's it's great. It's like it's one of my it's one of my favorite stories we've heard on this show ever of ten years of doing the show. I think it's yeah. I think it's great. I mean, not to get too weird about it, but like, okay, I, I will get weird about it. It's like, <laughs> um, so you know, you know, spam, right? Like spam is a really powerful food because in most countries, except for America, it's a sign of like wartime. You know, so like. My yeah. my wife grew up in Serbia during the war, and so like she doesn't think spam is very funny because she had to eat it for sustenance. And obviously in England, the Monty Python jokes because people in England had to eat it for sustenance during World War II. And like in Korea, yeah. they had to eat spam, and they were so hard up for food that like it was this great shame that they were hungry. So now that they are prosperous. They like will buy like cans of like a case of spam for like thousands of dollars intentionally, even though it's only worth five bucks, as like a sign of their success. And they eat spam on like all of their highest holidays as like a sign of like we had to go through this tough time, but now we're here and we're living with like the shame, but also the pride that gets mixed in with overcoming that shame. And I think your love of Klaatu Skiff has that in it has that sort of like i got Klaatu skiff but i triumphed over it and it's a reminder of that am i going too far andy i love that analogy that's fantastic <laughs> great all right then it's it's the spam 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 eggs and spam of of collecting so <laughs> excellent yeah, great. that sums it up in a nutshell perfect all right great in that case we're not going to get a better outro than that steve so we'll uh, we'll say goodbye andy <laughs> Okay, Thanks. thank you very much, guys. All right, Steve. Well, that was good. I, I almost didn't do the whole uh, whole spam thing because I thought, ah, <laughs> oh, that's too far. I don't. I mean, I I know of Andy, but I don't like you know know him. So I'm like, is it too far for me to compare his collecting to Koreans eating spam? Yeah. But the first couple of minutes of that, my I was starting to get closer and closer to the edge of my chair. <laughs> Like, why is he talking about spam? <laughs> Man, I like that. Uh, that's cool. Man, yeah, that's I, great. I, I, don't you wish sometimes that we could just get together more easily with people from England and from I, I do. Asia and from all over the place? 
Uh, yeah. Speaking Hopefully. of get, getting together, Steve, do you know what we just completely missed because of our uh, because of waiting to hear that awesome story from Andy, which was totally worth it? Do you know what we completely missed? <laughs> well, uh, are you talking about event wise? Yes, yeah. So we, we yeah. missed ICCC, so we didn't yeah. get a chance to get Michael Havens on and talk about it. We are not going to do two episodes this month, despite what <laughs> Past Sky told you. <laughs> Past Sky had didn't have a whole bunch of like really nasty emails from the chair of his department and the oh, past no. guy didn't have a, a wonderful visit from his brother you know a past guy was full of optimism and sure about how april was going to go present day sky <laughs> will be lucky if the march episode comes out by may <laughs> but what else do we have in this episode steve i don't remember what we did or didn't do it was so long ago it was yeah it was a lifetime ago um i mean we I, got yeah. through it a lot of it, but there were a couple things that um, that we may have, may have touched on a little, but we didn't really go into in much depth. Um, okay. With with Chris, let's go deep. But, okay, so why don't we start with the um, the international section here? Okay, um, makes sense. We just we'd... talked to Andy. Yeah, so there were a handful of things I picked out uh, that were fun. Um, we haven't. I've realized we haven't talked about Brazilian model trim bootlegs in a long time. No. So I, I saw that. Joe Y had had posted some of those on the archive. There's there's two that he has for Klaatu Skip. So these are those those kind of metal crudely <laughs> painted uh, bootleg figures. I, I've never actually owned one of these. I've never even held one in in, in my hands before. Do you, oh. do you, is, there's a Chewy. I'm assuming. Oh right? yeah yeah no. I, yeah. I, I, whenever people come over, that's one of the things I give them. I'm like, hold on to this. <laughs> they go, oh that's heavy. And then I go, wash your hands. That's lead. Yeah right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So um oh, yeah that, and and. Sorry to go on the chewy thing, but is that that's is that the one that has the weird cape situation? Steve, oh my god, <laughs> it's been talking about amnesia. trademark is stupidity, Steve. <laughs> weird capes Usually, are yeah. Polish. Do I need oh, to get Polish. Jakub yeah. Brzezinski back on this show? I mean, Probably. it is April, so two years ago was when I did my great Polish joke and actually talked about Polish <laughs> collectibles on April 1st. That's yes, set up a year in the making. Yeah, it's <laughs> really gotta. <laughs> All right, well, someday anyway, Steve, scratch, scratch I will get credit movie. for the dumb stuff that I do. But yes, so <laughs> no, so so the the model tram are just med lead just, and they're very med. heavy. Yeah, okay. Of course, it's very confusing yeah. because there have a lot there've been a lot of them that have been counterfeited by Pablo. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So That's which right. um <laughs> I don't listen. I know that I had this whole thing about everything from Argentina being fake, but you don't have to tag me on every single post. <laughs> Some poor guy was selling something from Argentina, and, and it wasn't necessarily fake, but I was tagged on it. I didn't appreciate it. Now, what I did appreciate was me going into the was me seeing someone from Argentina trying to sell a German uh, Star Wars carded figure that was so fake it was ridiculous. But he <laughs> but he put them in like a plastic bag so you could barely see through them. So it was like a it was like a completely impractically impossible total fake. <laughs> Anyways, it was, oh yeah, it's uh yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, okay. Back so, to Brazil, I yes, guess. Back yeah. to Brazil. I I don't know the, the first thing that that pops out to me uh, at least in in the first figure pictured here is his big grin. He's got a big white yes. white smile here. I really like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really come through on the on the on the normal figure, but just the no. the smile, just the teeth really comes out. He's he's a happy guy. He is, yeah. 
And then I, I, I guess it looks like for the weapon for for at least one of these they they painted it gold. So that's that's an upgrade too. It's actually a different weapon altogether. That's the the other the other staff looking thing. But yeah. Now it's been so, so long since I've looked at the normal Klaatu. The normal Klaatu doesn't smile at all, Steve. Not really. No, it, it's he has kind of a weird <laughs> turtle frown. You know. He does. He looks yeah. like he looks like my ex grandmother in law. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> looks like he looks like Myrtle. Yeah, and, and in this version, he looks like he actually looks like he looks a little bit like the Lando figure. Actually, he has that kind yeah. of like super cheery smile. We're like, bro, back off. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> the sense I always get from smiling Lando. All right. Yeah. So, so, what other international flavors would you like to pop into my ear? Uh, so the next one we talked about these in a in a past episode. I can't remember which one, um, but it's one of those. Uh, Canadian 65 backs that has the uh, the consumer note um, <laughs> the green sticker on there the green sticker uh, of death the green sticker of death um, what does it say again? it says customer please note this item <laughs> is not exactly as you have ordered it is however <laughs> of equal or better value right avise au client cet article n'est pas conforme à celui que vous avez commandé Il est toutefois de valeur égale ou supérieure. And it makes me think of Andy's mom bringing home this Klaatu skiff. I wonder if she had a sticker on there or someone that there's like, do you have any Darth Vader's? Well, we've got this guy. He's kind of like Darth Vader. He's got a helmet. (laughs) And it says final sale, 55 cents. See, that's the thing that really tips it over for me. So it has the great Canadian green sticker on there, the, the consumer sticker but the the cherry on top is the the final sale <laughs> tag on there it's 50 cents so they yeah. really he really you know and that's uh, 50 cents canadian 50 cents canadian right? in 1984 dollars <laughs> so we're talking like a quarter you know i mean yeah this and so i love the idea that the sticker next to it like don't worry though this is of equal or better value than whatever it is that you ordered <laughs> it's right. like well, as long as you didn't order something worth you know 50 cents then that's true that's true yeah exactly yeah, it's also that that great the it's one of the f- most frustrating things about collecting a first 12 character is when there's not stuff that you want like i want there to be a chewbacca with the double language emperor offer so bad yeah yeah oh, can you imagine that with the second photo image and, oh, with God, that, and it's got the emperor and then it's got uh, french and then oh that would that oh, that would uh, be my dream so item yeah, I should get someone wow. in Argentina to make one. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, good stuff. Um. Okay, Steve, what, what else would you like to regale us with? I mean, I'm usually the international one, but I'm just kicking back and enjoying your yeah. takes here. This, I guess, this was kind of maybe what I was thinking would be the nugget. Um, Have we not done a this... nugget yet today? <laughs> not today, or or three weeks ago. Or three weeks ago. All right, now I'll put in the drop here. Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. From the archive. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. Okay, Steve. So what is the nugget? So I was thinking about, yeah, like I said, the the different things with both Klaatus, and I came across this Power of the Force three pack mm. uh, from Germany mm. and it has 
It has both Klaatu figures, but it also has in between them in this package is the one man sales skip. Oh. So it's just the ultimate. This is the ultimate produced item, I think, for a Klaatu collector, right? I mean, can you. Wow. In, ter- in terms of pr- production items, I feel like this is the pinnacle here. Yeah, you can't um, get better than this. It's foreign, it's rare, it's got Klaatu and Klaatu Skiff, plus their, plus the Klaatu ride. Of course, Boba Fett's driving it. Right. <laughs> Klaatu's got to get yeah. cucked by Boba. But that's yeah, all right. I guess, yeah, it's, it's okay. I mean, I guess the only thing, and I don't think this this exists, but this would be like a, the ultimate dream item, is if you had the other mini rig, the I think it's the AST-5, that orange-looking one. I think regular Klaatu is pictured on that box. So mm. that, that would be the ultimate. But if you have three things here, I don't know. I, I don't think you can get better than this. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's fun actually having something that's real in German after I was joking around about the, <laughs> right. the stuff Turn that's Turn the not. tables on that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, that's a beautiful item. I've never seen it before. I mean, maybe I have, you know what I mean? But, like, I certainly, I don't, <laughs> how hard must these be to find? You don't hate, only the unloved hate. The unloved and the unnatural. Do we hit some, some unloved? The unloved and the unnatural. Uh, all right, so just the unloved uh, Klaatu <laughs> skiff. That is what you call uh, redundant. But uh, I, I, I'm down. What's up? Okay. And I went with costumes and masks for mm. this as a, as a theme. And uh, the, the good I, I picked was the Dawn Post Klaatu uh, rubber mask. Um, because it, it, when you look at this thing, it's, I think I have it pictured in, in an ad that we've talked about a couple years ago. Um, it's probably the high, most highly detailed of all the Dom Post masks. There's so much going on. It's it's a really nice looking mask and I guess these these are not that hard or that easy to come by. Uh, especially ones that actually survive. Most of these I think they get in pretty rough shape after a while but uh, I figured it, it's, it's unloved in the sense that it might not be, you know, I don't know. I feel like out of all the Dom Post masks you don't see too many people talking about the Klaatu no. compared to others. And it, um, and it, and I suppose it's hard to find, the, yeah. like you're saying. But no one's mm-hmm. looking. So that's the other thing. No that's one's tough. looking. So that's that's the other thing. Um, and so next up, that would be the the bad, which is <laughs> uh, there's a couple of plastic masks for Klaatu Skiff. And this is definitely Klaatu Skiff. The other one, it's kind of a generic Klaatu. It doesn't have any kind of headgear at all. It's just a scaly alien. But uh, the, uh, the next thing here, um, there are a couple of those plastic kind of two-dimensional masks. And uh, these were, um, they're available both both here in the States and, and overseas. Um, ben Cooper was the, you know, the company that made them. And what I loved about this, uh, on the back uh, of the mask, there's the price tag, the Return of the Jedi. It's all one little tag on there. But <laughs> it has the two most important things you need when it comes to a mask. Uh, it is flame-proof and comfortable. Those are the two <laughs> des- descriptive terms there right under the Return of the Jedi logo, and I just, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's that's a lot of merch for, for Klaatu Skiff. It is, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like, it, it is, out of the two Klaatus, it seems like, in terms of the odd items, I think, like, there's more for the Skiff version. Um, and then... The ugly is, of course, um, we talked about this, I think, in the Market Watch with, with Chris. Um, it's the the full Ben Cooper 
mask and costume set. So yes. this is the, the, the long johns with <laughs> the same Klaatu skip face right on the chest. So you, you know, <laughs> you know who it is. Yes. Um, it's just, I don't know. I think out of all the costumes, this might be my favorite. Um, just because I, I don't know. It, it really, it highlights the, uh, <laughs> the, the actual outfit of, of the character so well. Like it, I don't know. I just love it. It's, uh, I think the version on the archive is the one that has the revenge of the Jedi yep. logo on the center in silver. Um, I just, I guess, I don't know. What, what do you think the reasoning is, like the logic behind putting the exact same face on, on the chest of the, of the costume when you it's just like identical yeah, compared to the mask? It's weird. I mean, I, I suppose we should try to track down somebody who who used to make those costumes because that's the way it always was. I mean, I remember yeah. my favorite Halloween costume as a kid. I was, I don't know, Grimlock? Whatever the, the Transformer was that was a Triceratops. I remember getting oh. the costume and being super psyched, but then seeing the picture of the of the dinosaur on my costume and being pissed. Like I don't look like the costume. I don't. <laughs> this doesn't happen. Like I assume it's just to make stupid kids happy, but it never made me happy. <laughs> but I mean, what what's so uh, great about it is just that the face is so derpy on here. It's. It you is. Know, he's just like extremely derpy, and it's such a good de- like it's a great job of 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 reproducing the actual thing. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. Except, I guess that's the other thing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the Ben Cooper costumes they they don't look anything like yeah <laughs> what the character that they're trying to represent. Whereas this, it's spot on. Like if you took that <laughs> if you took that face off the middle of it and got rid of the the Jedi logo, it would be like an, an exact replica <laughs> in plastic form. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah Steve, vinyl. we're not we're not like uh, full enough of ourselves. Well, I'm. You're not full enough of yourself. I'm. I probably am. We should maybe look in to making plastic costumes of ourselves with pictures of our faces on them. So you could have <laughs> oh me and like like you could have you and like a Dodger shirt, but instead in front of the Dodger shirt would be a picture of your face, and then we could get masks of our face and put them over ourselves, right? Wouldn't oh, people God. buy those? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to ask myself that question. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, Haven's made himself into a into a uh, uh, an action figure at ICCC. You know? Did he? Yeah, he turned himself into into a Boba Fett and made it like a made it a, a limited edition thing. You know? Oh man! And, and Gus put oh, himself man. on that uh, imitation of the uh, oh the the Death Star playset, right? Yeah, yeah that's so, right. You know. I forgot about that. Yeah, th- I guess there's there's some. There. I, yeah i don't know i don't want to give too too many ideas to people okay well i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying i want someone please make a, a mock-up of a steve costume not sky it's not funny if it's me <laughs> if it's a steve costume with the arms folded and the and the dodgers <laughs> logo and then yes okay yeah there has to be like like a a uh, slot in the costumes so that the arms are folded at all times. Yes. That's... <laughs> all right, so that's the good and the bad and the right. ugly, Steve? Yeah. Man, we are just that, cooking that through this. Out. This is great. Yeah. I, it's, you know, I think that's that's the benefit of, of splitting it up into a couple sessions. You feel feel a little more refreshed. Yeah. Um, you also forget whatever, whatever you said last time. So that's like, true. Apologies for, for repeating. Well, I'm sure I'll edit it out because I... I do. I joke around, but I do spend a long time editing, and I do have to take up that yeah, part where yeah. I suggested that uh, that the east of England was next to Wales. 
Um, <laughs> America's not great at, uh, at geography, but I should be yeah. better than that, Steve. My problem is east and west. That's my difficulty. Yeah, see, it's, uh, everyone has their, their, uh, their blind spots. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, I think that, that rounds out all the main, the main features. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's been, I'm thinking back, we had a good talk with Ron. There, there was some, and the Chris conversation was fun. There was a lot of good stuff yeah. in this. But. Awesome. Well, Steve, I think, I think we should wrap it up. Um, yeah. And the, the very sad <clears throat> news that we just found out um, uh, is that uh, John Kellerman died. And yeah. um, it's it really is. I was thinking about this, and I know it's like it is really hard to overestimate the importance of his book. Like like he completely shifted the way people collected. Yeah. I was thinking, and I know it's a stupid thought, and I I listen to too much sports radio, but if we're thinking about a Mount Rushmore of Star Wars, like. Uh, tastemakers and authors and like collectors, mm-hmm. you know, I think you could make a good argument for John Kellerman being up there, you know, with Sansweet and Gus and, you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. In my vision, like the rest of the archive can sort of swap out, you know, like Ron and Chris would just like swap out one after the other, you know, like, yeah. like when I think about just people who just had such an amazing impact, um, I was really lucky to have met him at the second California club meeting which is the yeah. only meeting that steve yeah. missed it's yeah i i i think about that all the time and i definitely like i've seen seeing that picture again recently just like i uh, i'm so so bummed that i wasn't there um, but, the, but i'm glad yeah. I, I the story is just it's incredible i mean i, I it what, what, I what was amazing you, was he, he, he came and he yeah. brought a lot of things that he was willing to sell and that no one bought because it was a bad time in the market. So, you know, right, including right. chromalins of all the card backs and no one bought them yeah. for $1,000. So if you look at, yeah. at uh, Mati- Matthias's excellent book, you'll see my hands holding the proof from that party. But he yeah. just sat around and told us about writing the book and he told us about going to Celebration 2 and about seeing all the proofs that were for sale and all the things like all these items all this like card art and all these things that were for sale. And the thing that really stuck out to me was that John Kellerman did not follow the trends. So even though he was respected and probably liked and maybe even loved by a lot of the people who founded a lot of what makes our hobby our hobby, you know, like, like Gus and Ron and Chris and all them, like John was very proud about the fact that they wouldn't buy a lot of like the the early mock-ups that were, you know, the early drawings before they actually made the cardbacks, that they were all talking in a group about what was it worth and what wasn't it. And he just like went in like a bull and was just like... The hell's wrong with y'all? I am buying as many as I can, and everyone was like, "Wait, what?" And like, and yeah, and just yeah. his foresight to put together the Leia proof card run that he did. Yeah, um, right. And and just that book, that that book is, it, it, it's worth all the hype. And I feel bad because, I've thought about calling him and interviewing him, and he said he would do it. Yeah. Um, but when I met him, he was already not particularly well. Like physically yeah and right. i i don't know what it was steve but i just felt like i don't he's done enough like he's made the book he's shared his wisdom he's been there for us i i, I just it just felt weird to me to try to organize something and just try to get more out of him i don't know why i re, yeah. I, I do regret it um but i i know no, yeah. I, I understand i understand that feeling totally um and that 
that hesitation. Um, but no, I mean, I, you're right. I mean, it's it's had it's it's crazy. You know, I mean, it, his book. You know, we joke about it all the time, but it's it's the structure of the podcast. I mean, yeah, it, it's 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 so much of it. It, you know, I don't know. I, I think hopefully others that may not be as familiar um, will will only grow to appreciate all of his work and, and what he did. Um, and and it's you know I there's multiple ways of breaking up the different generations of collectors and sometimes yeah. we break it down i think you could break it down by books i think you i, mean, right. I think you break it yeah. down by online forums so you can have the the pre yahoo and then the yahoo and then rebel scum and then facebook right but you can also do it by yeah. books you know there's screen to collectible by sansuite and right. and then there's kellerman you know and and yeah. i very much was a member of the kellerman generation I bought the book for $50 off of cloudcity.com and had it sent to me yep. and I gave it to my ex-brother-in-law stupidly and then I bought another copy that he autographed for me at C3 for 50 bucks and like I yeah. poured over it and it was like the archive but just in paper form and right, and right. everybody who self-published after owes their debt to him everybody who collects now and who likes proof cards or he just codified and just did so much of that. So uh, rest yeah. rest in peace, John Kellerman, and thank you for what you've done. And I think that's uh, a fitting tribute. To, the best tribute we can say, Steve, is what is our next episode? <laughs> well, yeah. So as as tradition has it, we we go through the book and we see who's next, and it's it's Han Trenchcoat. Han so, Trenchcoat. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have yeah. to get uh, Aaron Longbein on here. Uh, it's been a while since we've had him on. Um, yeah. So that that'll be fun. But I actually need to go, Steve. This time I need to go. Usually yep. you have to go, but I have to go. <laughs> so I'll get to editing this show, and I swear, Steve, I will get it out before May. But I don't promise before that. <laughs> have a happy rest of your March, a rest of your April, and uh, oh, oh, Steve, <laughs> I am so bad at fantasy baseball. Fernando Tatis <laughs> and Luke Voigt both on my team, both injured. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm in 14th place, Steve. I don't don't like it. I'm, I must be in 13th then, right? Uh, no, Steve, you're looked. fine. I think you're fine. Here, I'll, I'll look. Uh, I, I literally have... I, re I realize I have not opened it since the draft. <laughs> I just um, always forget. Oh, Steve, uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're in ninth place. You're doing great. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's high high ceiling for Steve is, is ninth out of 14. Yeah. 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 yeah, Steve. So, All so right. total fantasy points. I have fifty-five. Oh. Yes. So. All right. Lord, In that case, uh, right. Wampa Wampa. Chewbacca, Luke, and Princess Leia. They're the Star Wars early bird set of figures.